What's up, everybody? Welcome to your weekly episode of RPG and Chill. Your Not RPG podcast. This isn't the weekly episode. You know what? I'm still going with it. This is the spoiler <laughs> cast of Final Fantasy VII Remake that I told you about earlier. This is RPG and Chill spoiler cast. Uh, it is me, your host, uh, Aaron, followed alongside with the dreamboat of Scoot Gang, Flirple. Hello. Dreamboat. Uh, and we have two wonderful guests with us today. We've got Jessica Cogswell from Uppercut. Hi, everybody. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Claps. And then we've got Nathan Brandt from New Entertainment System Podcast. Hello. <laughs> I, I want to be Cam this time, and I want to do the air horns. He's got yes. that as a as a shortcut on his phone. It's like I some was, people have a that... flashlight button. He has the air horn. He That's was very amazing. excited to show that to me uh, at Extra Life. He was very excited about that uh, air horn button. Yes. But today so we're going to... before we get to... into it, before oh, we get yeah, into no, it... yeah, no, please go ahead. Nate, how many days have you not worn socks at this point? Yeah. <laughs> um, we are at... I went to... I did a Target run today. Um, wow. And so I've added... We're at four days worn socks, I think, in the last, like... We're coming up on 40 days here. God, it is uh, the crushing weight of depression is real. <laughs> but you know what? So I, it's it's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm in I'm in gym shorts, no socks. I've got a I've got a cucumber mint lime mixed drink right now, and so you know what? I'm going to talk about how cool Tifa is. That's going to be this entire podcast. Is the mm -hmm. Tifa's best girl? Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, there, uh, you invited no me on here, so. Yeah, <laughs> I really wanted, I really wanted you on here, Jess, because you are the, in my head, the foremost leader on everything Final Fantasy VII. I would that have is. not agreed to be on this podcast if if Jess wasn't going to be on here. There's, <laughs> there, there's, there, it, it's a requirement. And you don't understand. I, that's the highest compliment. Listen, yeah. every every if if at least one third of the podcast I do don't have somebody from Uppercut on it, I I actually die. It's a it's a curse. So I needed to, it needed to happen. When does okay before we really get into this? When does Uppercut buy out New Entertainment System podcast? <laughs> oh no, we actually. So what's funny is um, yesterday we were having like a uh, a Discord video dinner with uh, Ian from OK Beast and Chloe and Ben, uh, and, and just like a few, and Monty was there, Caitlin, Andrew and I, uh, Ian's wife, Kauri, uh, Ava. So like everybody but me, like, no. <laughs> no, no, we were joking no, no, though no. that uh, we're going to start a new company and it's gonna be called The Industry. And The Industry is going nice. to be uh, what we, like our umbrella company and Uppercut will be a part of it. And, and we said, yeah, well, we'll totally get uh, Nate and Cam in there. And uh, everybody's a, a, now a product of The Industry. Hell That's yeah! That's awesome. So. We're 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 into that, by the way. But <laughs> so you, if yeah. you guys, but this aware, is not a podcast about my podcast. This is not this a is podcast a about everybody else's podcast. This is a podcast about Final Fantasy VII remake. If you haven't beaten it, you get the fuck out. Get out of here. Also, I'm just saying this across the board. If Final Fantasy VII media in general, if you don't want to be spoiled, because I think there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about, bring in from. Crisis Core or uh, Cerberus or, you know, Advent Children, maybe all of the things. So if you don't, or even like spoilers for the original. So I, we're, there's we're lots, gonna be... lots of spoilers here. So if you don't like that, this will be here when you get back. Go play all the games. Go buy a PSP. Let's, talk about, a PSP. The, 
the Japanese only Turks mobile game. I was just going to say before crisis mm-hmm. is also oh, going to be yes. spoiled. Uh, last order. Last order is good too. <laughs> it excites me to know that Square Enix wasn't just on their bullshit for Kingdom Hearts and that they're also on their bullshit for just Final Fantasy. Yeah, Final Fantasy, everybody like with the, with the, I mean, okay, so if you don't want to get spoiled, pull over your car and pause the episode and, and, and yeet your phone out of the window or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it, it is wild that the ending of Final Fantasy VII Remake was, we're going to remake the entire timeline and all that, right? And you go back and look at all of the Final Fantasy VII, you know, related media and people think that now is the point that it got Kingdom Heartsy. Like, excuse you? <laughs> excuse you? There was a flip phone game where Song and his friends, like, I don't know what they did before Crisis, but that happened, okay? So, I just, like, want to get both you, uh, Nate, you and Jess, like, your overall, like, opinion of the game first. Sure. Kind of a thing, because uh, if people who are listening to this know my and Flipple's opinions about the game, but just before we get super into it, I'd love to hear your, like, just, like, base-level thoughts. Yeah, go for it, Jess. Ooh, okay. This is a (laughs) thing. Uh (laughs) Uh, I don't know if uh, people kept up with my, um, like, my tweets uh, while playing this game, but I love the demo. I started the game. I cried for three hours in the shower because I was disappointed with it. Whoa! Uh, the first after playing it for the first like five hours, I know that sounds like really crazy. It kind of is a little crazy, I know. Um, but like, I was so upset. Like, I spent a solid two days being like inconsolably upset, and I decided that I was not probably going to finish the game. Uh, and then I read what happens at the end of the game, and I was like really mad. Yeah. And then I thought, and I was like, wait, that's actually kind of brilliant yeah and i i thought about it more and i was like okay i think this actually will get me through the game i think that i could i think i can do this and i started to play it more and it started to feel more right to me um and then by the end of it i loved it so it was a roller coaster Uh, i'm so i'm so (laughs) glad that that you of all people didn't come out of it being disappointed with it because i think that would have like done psychic damage to me if like i was kind of like i was kind of of the same opinion i was sitting there watching all of jess's tweets going this is such a bummer because i was so excited to for you to be excited and i was like oh this is such a bummer i was getting texts from my friends being like i'm so happy for you like i'm so happy this is like your day and like this is and And you're like i I hate it though i know and like mike (laughs) Toundro was like i wish that i would ever be as excited for like anything as jess probably is right now and i'm just like sitting there like behind my computer like (laughs) so it was like i I can't i can't hate this right now because everyone wants me to love it like i I have to love it i was so afraid of saying anything on twitter i was like i'm gonna complain and people are gonna be like really like really Well, it's it's like so. a it, it's it's so like close to you, and then there's also like the overhyping, um, like worry too. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, in a lot of ways, like how could it have lived up to yeah. like your expectations, especially yeah. initially, right? And um, I didn't want to be one of those like gatekeepy purists because like right. that's not at all what I'm about. And like sure. I think the biggest thing I was excited for with it is like. This was my, and this sounds so stupid because Final Fantasy VII is a critically acclaimed, like massively popular game. But I know so many people who haven't played it. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, to me, I was just like, oh my God, like all my friends are going to love the characters I love. Like these are the characters. I was 
When I was eight years old, I literally used to dress up like Tifa and like go outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I had like these uh, like like roller blades and like I had like you know the like. Like, yeah, you had like, like, like gloves. Like, yeah, like I had like the, the gloves. Yeah, yeah, the wrist guards. guards. Yeah, I had the knuckle, wrist guards. Like gauntlets, um, you know? Yeah, and I pretended I was Tifa. <laughs> I would like wear like black shorts or a skirt and like white tank top, my wrist guards. And like that was, yeah. I've always, I've always wanted to be her. I like literally went through a phase when I was like seven, eight years old. I was like, I'm going to change my name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this is, this is wonderful because uh, I feel the same way about the original Kingdom Hearts. So oh, yeah. for like from the ages of like ten to fifteen, I wore exclusively cargo shorts because they're super <laughs> baggy. Uh, I wore shoes that were too big, and I had a fake keyblade that I would like hit heartless in my yard with. <laughs> that I was like, I would just be like, yes, this is what I'm doing. I'm so wow. right now. That makes me feel I'm, so much better because here yeah, I am like I'm revealing all this, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you, hundred um, yeah. percent. So I guess for me, um, my general impressions of the game are that I loved it. Um, I, um, thankfully, I, I didn't like, I didn't have the same experience as Jess where I, I played it and it didn't like live up to what I wanted it to be or whatever um, initially. And then I loved it. I, I loved it like pretty much straight of uh, straight all the way through. It was probably like an eight out of ten until the very end, and then it, for me, it's like a ten out of ten. At, um, uh, once all is said and done for me personally. Um, I think the battle system is so great. Um, my gripes with it are the visuals in the environments absolutely blow um, completely, <laughs> um, especially with the, like, I, I guess you could say skybox or floor box in some of the set um, places oh, where you so can... Bad. It's, it's just a fucking JPEG and it bums me the fuck out. Um, or like so the, the door the, to your the apartment. PS Exactly. The PS5 version of this game is going to fucking rule, but this one, not not so much visually. Um, I'm glad that all the characters look great because that's what they needed to nail. Um, but other than that and the post game being absolute horseshit garbage dookie butt sauce, it's I, I, I loved the game like unabashedly, like all the way through every little detail of it. I did every little side quest and liked it. Um, all the characters I talked to, all the new stuff, all the old stuff, fucking hell house. Um, I, oh, I got, dude. I goddamn loved it. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Well, that's, could you, yeah. could you elaborate on what you mean by the post game being horseshit, dookie, <laughs> butt sauce, I believe is the phrase. So used. it is such a chore to go back and get things that you missed or go back and try and um, even if you want to play the VR missions again um, mm -hmm. or, or if you, you didn't do them initially or whatever, whatever, um, you have to, for those that don't know, you have to go because when you beat the game, you get chapter select, which is great. You select the chapter. You have to play the chapter from start to finish. Um, or else you don't like the benefits don't like you don't carry get, over. You don't get them unless you finish the chapter out. So if you are trying to, for example, do Aerith's um, wall market Coliseum stuff, you have to start the city that never sleeps chapter, um, which is a great chapter the first time you play it. And I'm sure like if you were playing a playthrough um, or specifically wanted to revisit those story beats again, that's great. But for somebody that just wanted to get to the Coliseum and then get Aerith's um, second limit break and just have that sort of thing checked off in your brain of like, I did all the Coliseum stuff. 
You have to do that stupid arm, robot arm puzzle. You have to fight the bandits. You have to um, show up at Wall Market and track down everybody, do the Chocobo Sam crap. You have to do the Madam M stuff. And then you have to, then you can do the Coliseum. Great, 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 good. Then you got to get um, Cloud's dress. And then you got to do all the Don Corneo stuff. And then you got to get dumped into the sewer. And then you have your benefit uh, of the Coliseum stuff, which took 15 minutes to get. Uh, um, and yes, you can skip through all of the story stuff if you'd like. Um, <clears throat> but even then, it's more than that. It's the traversal. Um, getting from point A to point B, uh, especially with the, the robot arms thing, is so... Um, tedious it's so they loved, tedious they loved those robot arms for as and it was cool it was it was cool the first time <laughs> i did it because it was like oh dude i remember this stuff and i'm gonna do mm -hmm. the special thing to get the materia it was awesome to play it through the first time um but going back through it it was like a it was like a nightmare and it was like i cannot commit hours of time to this when all i wanted to do was load in to the coliseum and play it so um mm -hmm. That is like my biggest, biggest complaint about it. Um, the second one being um, the, the visuals. But other than that, I really don't have anything negative to say about it. And those things are pretty nitpicky because um, I, I'm not really ever one for post games. Um, in games, I usually like get to credits and I'm like, cool, I'm done. Um, but for this one, since I love Final Fantasy VII so much, I wanted to, you know, get everything and do everything, but it, they made it just such a chore to do that I was like, you know, respectfully, I'm out until maybe there's a patch or some DLC or something. And we can talk about DLC later and what I think um, they could do, but, um, but yeah. It also feels like a very specific use case kind of a thing, right? That's like, oh, you, for that to, <laughs> for that to be bad, you have to be doing this very specific thing of trying to get this one thing. Where I exactly. Think with chapter select, a lot of people are looking, just looking to go back. I, I dabbled in it a little bit where I went back to go try hard mode. And mm -hmm. then I got to the scorpion boss and I went, you know what? No, I'm okay. I need, <laughs> I need items. Well, there's, so like, there's like the three scenes um, that you can have outside of Aerith's house yeah. um, before you go rescue her. With Which Barrett, I didn't know about. Tifa, I thought that it was just Aerith. Tifa. I thought it was I just too. Tifa. I remember somebody posted that. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. honestly, I that feel was... like everyone got Tifa first yeah. playthrough. Yeah. Like everyone. That Some people scene... didn't, though. There was a couple people that were like, um, you know, the scene with Aerith was weird or the scene with Barrett was was whatever, whatever. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the Tifa one seems like it is like the narratively important canonical thing mm -hmm. the sort of like emotional link that you need because a lot of the game like of course this is a story about cloud but it's also like there's a there's a very specific through line of tifa from the beginning of her being apprehensive about this to her learning why it needs to happen and then having you know doubts in shinra but then being you know um spurned on to to like complete the mission and stuff like there's there's an awesome through line with her and if you don't get that scene it's so like mm -hmm. you're missing such a vital piece of her like letting her walls down and just being like this sucks well, <laughs> and i don't I mean, even know i don't even know what the other scenes are but like i would i would even even without knowing that i would take the the tifa scene every time just because of her journey on the in the game well, sure. and are we allowed? Are we talking about stuff from like seven, original seven, and stuff that yeah, comes later? Just go. For everything's fair game. Everything's everything. Okay, everything. everything's fair game. Um, like I think also too the big thing with the Tifa Cloud relationship is like these two are the only 
two left from like the burning of Nibelheim. Like mm-hmm. they're the only connection to the past that they have. And that's why um, in the original seven, the like right before you go and you fight Sephiroth for the final time and you end the game, um, each one of the characters decides like they want to, you know, one last time spend the last day with like the person or the people that they love. Like, you know, Red goes back to Cosmo Canyon, Barrett goes to Marlene um, and Cloud and Tifa realize like, they're all it's that us. they have. Yeah. Like, it's just us, you know? And, like, they have, like, that really tender moment. And it's kind of alluded that they have sex, <laughs> you know? And, like, yeah, it's, it's that scene outside of the high wind, right? Yeah. And, okay, like, yeah. they end up, like, waking up a few hours later and they're like, oh, we should probably, like, you know, go. But, like, Tifa and Cloud are, like, I don't know. I, I, I love their relationship. And, like, I love that for each other. They're, like, the only real source of comfort throughout the whole thing. So that's why that scene made me cry. It made me cry so hard because just like, you know, you have Cloud, who's this kind of stoic person until you get into late game in Final Fantasy VII and he kind of starts to come into his own. Um, Once he realizes who he actually is. Yeah, once he realizes. (laughs) But like, just like the whole, like him hugging her so hard that it hurt. Like you can tell, like Mm -hmm. this is his connection. This is like what grounds him. Everything else in his life is so unsure and, and he, he's having all these mental issues um, and like, she's like the one thing that is the connection to who he was before all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's that for her too, right? Like exactly. He, he, yeah. He, so it's, it's really, I mean, it's she, really, yeah. she lost her home. She lost her dad. She lost her trainer um, in the town. I forget what his name was, but uh, he's actually, he's in the art book for Final Fantasy seven remake, but they don't show him. Her um, cowboy boots, I just learned, are in her, like, apartment in Sector yeah. 7. Oh, that's cute. I didn't know that. I that's just learned adorable. that. Yeah. I was just going to make a joke about she lost her cowboy outfit, but I was like, actually, yes. she didn't because her boots are in her apartment. <laughs> but no, that's... I mean, sh- they lost everything. They're all that they have. And so that scene just, like, re- like showed that before it would have normally been shown in, like, original 7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That felt like a very big, like, turning point for Cloud for me, too, because... Mm-hmm we get like kind of awkward asshole cloud for most of the game where he's just like, he doesn't really know what he's doing and he's like kind of awkward, especially around Tifa and Aerith, but yeah. then he's like kind of dismissive of everyone else. But uh, chapter 15 is when he really starts to, to open really, up and be, and make like jokes and like smile and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. There's and other times think, where he like gives a high five to Aerith and whatever too. Yeah, yeah. That was the most adorable thing in the world. That was yeah. very that cute. That whole high five sequence is my favorite. I give, I give a high five now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I kind of wanted because I went back and I watched the Barrett and Aerith scenes, and I really wanted I wanted that Barrett scene to show up somewhere else. Like if I didn't get it at that specific thing, yeah. I would have loved because mm-hmm. that's an awesome like Cloud Barrett. They've all they've been at odds this entire game, and I I like wanted them to come together so bad. And that what was is a good yeah. moment of them being like? No, I re- we both respect each other and are going to, you know, continue through this as, as comrades instead of as uh, unlikely allies. What is the what are the two other scenes that happen? Because I actually don't it's, know. It's Barrett and it's a it's a dream sequence of Aerith. OK. And so mm-hmm. like what is so Barrett is like, you know, we have Barrett, to work together or what's Barrett? He's he's talking about um, uh, he's talking about like what he has to do and uh, leaving Marlene and kind of cloud just sits there and goes yeah but like it's something that we need to do and we need to go get her and i barrett talks about how he owes Aerith a lot because of her saving marlene and mm-hmm. how he needs to go do this to kind of repay that debt yeah um, i think it's go ahead 
Oh, I was just going to say, I bear it to me. They give him two moments uh, in the game that like I really needed from like that didn't exist in the original. And I really liked. And one of them was with Cloud. Uh, whenever you are in. Oh, what's it called? Uh, like Hojo's thing with the, the four wards where you go and you have to fight the things. What's what's the yeah. sector that's, zero or something? Or what was no, that's it? The, it was, that's where the, that's where the drum where, or something. The drum. Yeah, the, the drum. drum. That's what it's called. Where Genova yeah. is kept. Yeah, where yeah. Genova is the drum. Um, whenever you're in the drum, whenever you are with Barrett and Cloud, one of the times you're going through, like you turn through this tunnel and there's just like some dialogue between the two of them. And uh, I think Barrett's like, I really hope that wedge is okay. And Cloud's like, yeah, me too. And uh you know, Barrett says something along, oh, the, yeah. along the lines of like, you know, that guy would do anything for you. And, you know, Cloud was Cloud just kind of like blows it off. And Barrett's like, I guess that makes two of us, you yeah. know, and like, oh. that's like that. Like I, that, I heard that. And it's just like this like little like dialogue yeah. as they're walking, but it was good. And like, mm-hmm. you know, Cloud kind of seems like taken aback a little bit, but like, wow, like people like me, you know, and it is yeah. really sweet. And the other Which- moment. Oh no, as no, I say, it was was between uh Barrett and Tifa right after Sector 7 collapses. And you always like wonder in the original game, um, like these two are obviously working together. Like Barrett spends all his time at Seventh Heaven. Like Tifa and Barrett must be friends, but they never really seem I don't know, it's kind of like that. Yeah, close. Like they don't really have dialogue together, they don't have that there. And then after that happens, when you know Barrett and Tifa just hug and stuff like that. And she's just like reassuring him and they have like a conversation about things. And she's like, Marlene is safe. And I don't know, it felt like, okay, they're friends. I, I get that now. Like you, you can yeah. kind of see it. All of the dynamics are, are, are fleshed out so much more in, in this game. And this is coming from somebody that like I typically don't really play games for the story. I play games for like the mechanics and like the, the gameplay, the game feel, all that kind of stuff. And so for, this game to grab me the way that it did is so like refreshing and unique. And I'm, I'm sure, and I'm positive that I'm biased to it because I played final fantasy seven back in the day. And so I know these characters and when they are, when different sides of them are shown, I appreciate it more because I have a pre-existing knowledge of it. Um, I, I recently just did another spoiler cast with another group of folks and one of them had never played final fantasy seven before. So it was really heartening to hear them say, like, no, I loved these characters. And I was like, okay, cool. It's not just, I'm not just being like a fanboy. I'm not just being like, you know, I'm not building something up in my head about how these characters are good. They really, they really did them quite well in this game. And just Barrett, like I I talked about this on Twitter briefly, but Barrett not having his glasses from the point where the plate falls or when the, you're leading up to that point anyhow, up through the point where you're about to go um, save Aerith is so like, it's such an amazing motivated choice because you see his eyes Mm -hmm. and you see like when he's looking for Marlene, he's like, he's like, is she here? She looks like this. She's wearing a pink dress because it's Wednesday or whatever he says, which Mm -hmm. it, 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 it puts it like, it puts that in your brain of like, he know it's, it's Wednesday. He knows that she wears the pink dress on Wednesday because they're together. And like, you know, obviously spoilers, Marlene is not his daughter, like biologically anyway. Mm-hmm. Like Marlene is the daughter of his friend that seemingly died in, um, I, I don't remember what the city's name is because it's been a while since uh, I played. Coral. Uh, Coral. Coral. Yeah, Coral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, and, and he takes care of her because of, you know, this this duty to his his friend, but also because he he loves the girl. Like he mm-hmm. like this girl is like you know 
everything about Barrett is he is trying to protect like life on Earth, right? And that's why he is so stoic. It's why he gives off those fucking corny lines in the elevator of like, don't you hear the planet crying out and stuff like that? And, and everyone's like, shut up, dude. But like, you know, him not having glasses in those chapters, it really shows you that this dude's hurting and this dude is the way he is. This dude is like jacked as all hell, like a fucking brick shit house. He's built like that. And he is so uh, like rough and tough because he is like 1000% committed to his cause of protecting life. And Marlene is a part of that as well. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it's why like when they're in, when you're in the elevator in Shinra and Tifa is like, Oh, a lot of people work at Shinra. And Barrett says that like, you know, even a good man can serve an, uh, like a great evil and he has to come to terms with that. And it's like, oh shit, like you're committed on a level that I didn't even know that you were committed on. Um, and Barrett. so, go ahead. Oh no, say Barrett is a criminally underrated character. Like he- I know. He is so underrated. He is, a, and I am so happy with the remake because I would have been honestly like really pissed off if they would have done this. They didn't tone down his- political idealism um, yeah they didn't make it to where like because tifa i feel like is kind of as much uh, i love her to death i'm gonna say this and i don't mean this in a negative way i love her to death but she's a little bit more centristy she's a little bit like yeah, yeah well like both sides are extreme and i just don't want anybody to get hurt and you know which is fine i get that um but barrett if they would have done that to barrett i would have been so frustrated like to yeah. try to make him more neutral because like barrett's an extremist but at the same time he realizes like when there's a cause worth fighting for, he will fight, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's the kind of person that he is. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's a fiercely, he fiercely defends what he loves and uh, he's just a, he's a really great guy. I think that he's, he's a lot more complex too than, uh, than people I think make him out to be. So yeah. Like, sure. it, cause, cause he's a leader too, right? Mm -hmm. Like when, when you blow up that first reactor in the in the first chapter, um, you know, Jesse's like, that shouldn't have happened. Like, that, that bomb should not have gone off in that way. And Barrett, because he's the leader of the team, as well as somebody that's, like, fully committed to his cause, he says, you know, like, basically, like, listen, we, we, we're dealing with bombs. Things are going to explode. Some people will die, definitely. Like, we have to not waver from this just because it... Just because we're living with the um, consequences of our actions, we can't we can't back down from what we're doing. We need to like stay the course and stuff like that. And he just him as a leader um, paints such an awesome picture because within Avalanche, which got super fleshed out in this game, mm -hmm. it's not just it's not just three people underneath a pinball machine in a bar now. Yeah. This is like a like a a weird a gorilla organization. Yeah. Like a gorilla, yeah. like warfare thing. Um, but I there's like, find out that the mayor is part of it. Oh my God, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. Mayor is the best. It was so good. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, when you find out that they're just kind of like the most, um, uh, extreme, like cell of this group. Um, and you know that like Barrett is committed to this. And as a leader, he takes that so, 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 so seriously that there are people that are, um, into his cause when he thinks he loses those teammates that's when in those chapters where his glasses are off his walls are completely down and he's like like do you think they made it you got to tell me like they made it and same thing with marlene of just like 
I need something to keep me going here and reminding me of like why I'm doing this. You know, it's so that line, I don't mean to like go on and on, but my God, no, that line so was incredible. Powerful. Just like that. Even if you're lying to me, I won't blame you. Just kidding. I'll probably blame you, you know, but like, yeah. oh, that was because it seems so human. Like just, me, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. And uh, like the characterization of Aerith was so good. The voice actress did such a good job because um, she could have just like Aerith could have come across um, as like a like a princess peach, like like total like airheady, like horse girl ass like thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, she yeah. could have she oh, yeah. could have she could have been like so a hippy dippy. Yeah, she's um, so and, much better in the remake than she was in the original. In my yeah. opinion, I haven't played the like, remake or the original in a while, but um, she was just like she was like more aggressive with Cloud. You know, she wasn't like taking people's shit. She had like she had like some sass to her. You know, she she yeah. had like she had some power behind her rather than just being like like what you said, like this sort of like vanilla character. You know, yeah. she had a personality. Yeah, I I think that like you know she is an orphan that lives in the slums. Like she's like you know, super, like, she's got to be street smart, right? Like, she, mm-hmm. like, she's an orphan that lives next to an orphanage that's in the middle of this slum city. So, of course, she's going to be, like, you know, like a snarky dick sometimes because, you know, she's got to, like, mm-hmm. have those, like, coping mechanisms to keep her going and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, her saying shit when she loses the ladder, it's just like, oh, my God, this is so, like, like... It's not out of character. It's like her. I don't know. It's it's such a it's such a cool little moment. Anytime she like she gives Cloud the business or is like she hits somebody with a fucking chair. I was just like, hell right. yeah, well, this is done so, so well. Good. They made her from a flat character of like you know, like the virginal flower girl, like the the yes. Madonna. You know what I mean? To being like somebody who is like multifaceted, and yeah. uh, it's good. I actually I disagree about the voice actress she seems really nice so i hate saying that because there's been so many things going oh, on yeah. with, like her but like I, I don't necessarily love eric's voice i think sure. it's a little bit too high-pitched girly-ish at times sure um but i do love all of her dialogue and i really mm-hmm. like how they did her character yeah yeah no i i i i i see where like you could not like the the sort of tone and delivery that that she did um sometimes it's okay there were just certain times when it like it was a little grating on me and there, there was one line of dialogue that i thought was a little bit weird for her to deliver uh whenever they're in the uh like the train graveyard or whatever uh and Aaron's like plus we have a bodyguard mine you know, and I was just like, yeah, that's a that's a bold line from Aerith, especially after yeah. like her and Tifa seem so cool with one another. Like, right. Mm-hmm. And she's also like, oh, is Tifa your girlfriend earlier? Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you'd think that like it, it seems like a weird, almost like competitive with Tifa thing. It's like yeah. this is not anything. Don't do this. But speaking about the train yard scene, like I loved like her characterization in the flashback of mm-hmm. like, you know, her. Um, playing hide and seek with the kids and then they never like actually looked for her because she got bullied because kids are the worst sometimes and like then that moment it was it's so cool that there was moments between um like tifa and Aerith. it wasn't just cloud is the main character and he's the one that does everything and everyone else is just mm-hmm. orbiting around cloud it was like no tifa like you know, pulls up Aerith and is like i guess we found you and it's like you know mm-hmm. that's sort of like a ham-fisted thing to like you know, coincide with the hide and seek thing, but it's like Aerith has like found somebody that like, you know, 
objectively does not have like a biological family at all, mm -hmm. um, at least from her from her memory at all. Um, so now she's like, she's all about found family. And so somebody like Tifa, like being like, you know, I found you. She's just like, fuck. Yeah, you did, dude. You know, it's so it's so cool on so many levels. And it's so awesome that Nomura was, you know, somebody that worked on the original game. And there were so many people that the from the original team that worked on it. Um, I don't think it could have turned out as good if it was just um, a group of like up and coming designers that wanted to just make Final Fantasy again. Mm -hmm. Like this is like the the name is a like a <laughs> like a Nomura ass pun of it, it's a remake of it, and yeah. it's so cool and meta that the plot was a bunch of weird ghouls are trying to keep Final Fantasy VII the same, <laughs> like. It's yep. so it's, it's so awesome. awesome. Like and for for me, um, and I guess I don't want to spoil Half Life Alex, but it's a similar thing that Half Life Alex does, where um, they they are restacking the timeline to um, go forward in a new direction. Um, branching timelines are so hot this year, you guys. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna be honest. so I was like pretty I was down for the game. Like thought yeah. it was a great game, awesome. But I sort of was like, yeah, it's a great Final Fantasy game. And then I got to the ending and my I was like, this is a fucking phenomenal game. I'm so here for this because I was excited to I was excited to play modern Final Fantasy seven. Yeah, but I'm so more excited to see somebody do it different because mm -hmm. I love I love the poking and the prodding of like, I'm going to I'm gonna, we're going to take this thing that you love and we're going to we're going to throw it to somebody new or throw it somewhere different because yeah. there are more things we can do with these characters and like and the original know. game is still there if you want to play yeah, the original game is. it's yeah. it's still there crisis core is still there dirge of cerberus is still there advent children is still there those flip phone games if you can like torrent them from wherever <laughs> they're still they still exist this doesn't I mean, it, as for as much as it literally does change the timeline of what happens to these characters, if you don't like what what is happening with this timeline in this branch, um, you can go back and play, the, you know, the open world thing and go to Golden Saucer and do the the snowboarding mini game and whatever. It's it's yeah. totally cool. I don't fault no. anybody for not liking this. And that's yeah. exactly and like. I said I was really struggling with getting into the game and then I looked up the ending. And like I said, my initial reaction to that was like, that's some Kingdom Heart like it's bullshit. Because on, like, on, pa on, pa on paper, it seems yeah. horrid it, well, and like, it, like sacrilegious and all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like read it and I was like, okay, you know, I don't want to be that purest bitch, but maybe I need to be. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I, was, I was like reading it and I was like, this just seems so. And then like I thought about it because I actually remember I texted uh, I texted my friend Moises and I was like, I didn't want to spoil it for him, but I was like, this is stupid. Like I was so angry. And then yeah. like, I waited like 10 minutes. I was like, wait, that's actually like brilliant. Like that's actually yeah. really, really smart. Um, I'm like, and then that way, like you have no obligation to like remake the thing that people want you to remake. It's not stepping over it. It's weirdly going parallel. You know, yeah. and so it's, I don't yeah. know, and it made me more, and I think that another thing too, before you know what's going on with the whispers, 
uh, when I was playing that game, I was just like, what is this? Like, why are they, what is, what is I know, I was like, don't do this. Don't add, yeah. like, heartless to this game. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. I was like, I don't understand what these things are doing. But once I found out what was happening at the end. Like, well, so. Go ahead. To, to my point, to my point about the ending, like, I, I think the, the move they made to basically essentially say like okay here's your story now we we can do whatever we want with the rest of this story it it's the smartest move they could have made yeah. you know otherwise like i don't know if my excitement level for the remake could have stayed up through multiple installations of like okay they did midgar yeah for okay now the next now the next one is x through y yeah. right if my, but now like that i'm sitting here and i'm like holy shit they can yeah this is wide open for them i'm like the wheels yeah, are bring off it. G get, give it to me give it to <laughs> where, me as fast where we're as going can. we don't like, need roads sort of a thing shovel like, this into my face i need every game all the content you can make right now about this yeah i know? was i was excited for this game as as everybody on this podcast was but then you know with how the ending went i am so more fucking jacked for part two than i would have been if it was just like you ready to go to the Chocobo Ranch and then go to Cosmo Cannon and <laughs> yeah. and then you and go then hang out in Calm for a bit and then go to Gold know? Saucer, it's like yes, I want to do all those things, but I want like they've given me a good reason to be um, jacked out of my fucking gourd about like <laughs> like what's the deal with Sid going to be now? Are they going to go up in that fucking rocket and try to blow up the meteor now, or do they know about the meteor and they're not going to do it now? Like. What is going to happen? I don't know. Like nothing. Mm. Like I'm sure they're going to hit a lot of the same beats. Like we're going to get this, the backstory of of Nanaki and stuff like that. We're going to get. Mm -hmm. um, we're we're going to get, get him walking around on the ship. Exactly. Weird in his sailor yeah. suit. My favorite <laughs> you know, stuff. Barrett's going to have this tiny ass sailor suit on <laughs> himself. Be fucking you know, he's gonna hilarious. Be, he's going to be like ripping through the seams on that. Oh my you god! It's going to be yeah. great. Cloud I, practicing his like fanfare like pose and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my god, the whole. Uh, I hope that we still get the the Fort Condor like. Uh, mm -hmm. God. The auto chess shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, what's a what's a type of game that I'm thinking where you have something that goes a tower defense? It's basically like, a tower yeah. defense yeah. game. Um. But yeah, and then also when you're in uh, Junin, the whole like where you have to sneak and you have to pretend that you're one of the the Shinra yeah. soldiers. Um. But no, I uh. God, what was I even going to say? I was going to say something and I totally forgot what it was. <laughs> just just sort of like the oh. stuff where we don't know where they're going to go. No, I really, and like, this is something, I was always so baffled by the fact that the Hojo, Sephiroth, Lucrezia, Vincent, like that whole backstory is optional. It is like insane that that is optional. Mm -hmm. So, and it's like, mm -hmm. and it is, it is some of the coolest backstory ever. Um, you literally learn where Sephiroth comes from. Yeah, you <laughs> learn that uh, Vincent was basically almost Sephiroth's dad. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, um, and it is the coolest shit. Um, you like, you would never know who Lucretia is unless you go to the waterfall as Vincent uh, in like disc three of seven. Yeah, like, you wouldn't even know yeah. who she is. And so and, I really, yeah, and that's just like how you get his his like ultimate weapon, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, you get mm -hmm. his ultimate weapon, and then you have to do like a certain number of battles or whatever, and then you actually like get his his final limit break. Final or limit, yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, but 
Yeah, like you you don't learn that stuff. It's all optional, and that is just wild. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and I, it looks like they're also going to do more with like Zach's backstory. And I would even be into, uh, or, or not even Zach's backstory, but just like they're going to be more explicit about what happened. And you know, because I feel like they they have like one scene in there uh, in seven that kind of recaps like cloud being experimented on and like you know zach dying and and zach might even be alive in the new one so we like so yeah. mm-hmm. the the thing that i mean it's a it's a big question i don't yeah. know what the answer of this is is like at the end um like never i i said this on another podcast but never has a breed of dog on a bag of chips ever been so important to anything ever right <laughs> yeah. so it's like is this a branching reality because fate has has been you know altered and stuff and so in this reality now is zach alive in the like we'll say you know prime reality mm-hmm. or is that a split off where it's like because we did this um, anything goes and there's a bunch of parallel universes now that would be the most kingdom hearts bullshit that you That'd could probably be wild do. but right. um and and to that extent you would you have to think that zach is going to join up with them at some point right um but you know well that's be- an entirely different timeline right like, exactly they, because they do that little ghost walk by him yeah so the game if, the, the ending of the game we played zach's um, not there yeah right? yeah if um if if Zach is alive in the prime timeline, then that changes the relationship of, of cloud and who he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. It changes, you know, stuff with Aerith. Mm-hmm. Like if, if Zach is alive, he would definitely like go and show up at Aerith's place at some point. Right. Like there's no way that he would just be like some ex that she had. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's interesting. And it's one of the cool things, uh, about this game is I've never not never but it's been so long that a game has left me with this many questions but not in a way that makes me mad like it's not plot holes it's I'm so I'm like electric with where things could go Mm -hmm. um at this point and it's so um it's so cool all the little theories online and we're not gonna know until the second part comes out um and until Final Fantasy 7 Untold Journey comes out or whatever yeah um or unknown journey rather um we're, we're not gonna know what it is and all the theories and stuff like I, I feel like i'm like a kid looking up like dragon ball z theories like from <laughs> from from back in the day of like mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff you know um it's it's so cool no, I think do you think do you think they'll explore both of those timelines like just entirely keep them branching and just go follow zach and cloud and their timeline and then also follow the party um, so if you were, if like my opinion on it is that I think, um, I, I think that things are going to be like a, a parallel timeline kind of a thing, almost sort of like in final fantasy eight, where you are for, for some parts of it, you're playing whoa, whoa, as, whoa, whoa. I have not played final uh, fantasy eight. I'm sorry. Yep, this is not, this is not a, this is not a spoiler. Okay. Cool. I, I, I just wanted to make sure where you were going with it. This is, this is right. Just started final fantasy eight or something. So when so. Darth Vader says that he's Squall's father, nice. no, um, in, in final fantasy eight, there are sections where you play as another seemingly unrelated party of, of people. Um, and I haven't played mm-hmm. through final fantasy eight, so I actually don't know how those link up, nice. but, okay. um, 
I'm thinking that it might function in that sort of way where you get you get to calm and you do Cloud's backstory, and um, then it shifts over to um, Zach showing up at the doors or the the front gates, as it were, of Midgar with Cloud, and it, like him showing up at Aerith's place or something like mm -hmm. that because Cloud needs Cloud needs medical treatment or whatever. Um, you know, and then there's there's some there's some timeline stuff, and I'm sure they'll explain in some ways why there's a split and why it isn't just instantly different. But there's so many questions like why were all those whispers around Midgar while stuff was happening with Zach? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, mm -hmm. so I have why I have weren't why weren't they fighting Zach? Sure, I think I my question is are those timelines that we saw we saw Aerith and Cloud pass by Zach and Cloud in theory those those timelines aren't even matching up in terms of time because yeah. like if they were it would have been cloud getting making his way to midgar after zach's death mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. on that cliff which is what a couple like a, a couple weeks or a month or something like they're like offset by a there are there are months yeah they're like right because cloud was in midgar for an undisclosed amount of time before mm -hmm. Tifa finds him and then takes him to Avalanche and then they do the shit the first uh reactor mm -hmm. uh explosion. Mm -hmm. Cloud was also Cloud was also like awake after Zack got taken out, right? Like Cloud yeah. like showed up and like that's when Zack did the like, you know, he I bequeath you're, this sword yeah, to you're the, my you're my living legacy kind of thing. Yeah, and like so Cloud wouldn't be the person he is even in this part one of the remake he would not be the person he is if zach was still around and that's why i think it's like a separate um thing but mm -hmm. why they're showing it that way is going to be different there's also a weird theory that um you know kiri the your kairi kairi or whatever the the, yeah. um, the lady with the like with the little conductor um, hat and she was the yeah. pickpocket yeah. yeah. Still, and still and do you yeah. do you um do you remember another famous pickpocket from Final Fantasy Seven? <laughs> names her name's Yuffie. People um, are thinking that she might be Yuffie. People are thinking that she's actually Yuffie because she's she shows up and talks um shit on like Avalanche and Shinra and stuff. So it's like, oh wait a minute, you know this might be. She also like um character wise acts a lot like Yuffie probably she does. would. Um. Is, so um, she's from. Uh, like a Wutai. She's from a uh, Kyrie is from like a, oh. a comic or something about Final Fantasy VII. Oh, she's this from, I don't like, know. If that's if that's like, true, then that's yeah, that's my shit out the window. Then she's from like a like a side story or something. But this is the first time she's been featured in the like in a game. Gotcha. I, like I, an animated something. I wondered why. I wondered why she was given so much focus, not just because she was a character worthy of, of being in the in the game, yeah. but like, you know, um, a lot of people are fairly, you know, quote unquote, normal looking unless they're like plot relevant, right? Like, yeah. you know, Chocobo, mm -hmm. Chocobo Sam doesn't look like everybody. Madam M doesn't look like everybody, whatever, whatever. Um, Leslie's probably the most in, like egregious thing of that like you show up and it's like this guy's going to be in the plot, right? Like he's yeah, got yeah. silver he's hair. He's moody. Yeah. Um, so, you know, stuff like stuff like that, like, oh, when you when you go back and replay the game, um, she is in like the 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 train that you're in in the beginning. 
Um, oh, really? Not in the beginning, but yeah, like she is she is like in the game peppered throughout it. And so like when you go back and replay stuff, I was just told this in the in the other spoiler cast I did um, that like she's there. She's like not she doesn't just show up right when you see her, but she's the one that says like, hey, I'm working here or whatever when you walk past her. Um, Kyrie so that makes part of Final Fantasy seven. The kids are all right. A Turks side story. Okay. Gotcha. So that that's 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 the Yuffie right thing out the window. So never mind about that. But I was I was um, that's one of the things that makes me so excited for the next parts of this. It's it's the stuff with Vincent. It's the mm -hmm. stuff with Yuffie because Wu Tai, you know, it's going to be expanded to be a huge thing. Yeah, with all um, the lead up with the war stuff they're talking about, it's Wu Tai right. is obviously going to be a bigger player. Mm -hmm. There's there's no way that this is going to be a town with seven buildings and a statue. Mm -hmm. There's like it is a country now. It is it's going to be its own kind of like anti Midgar. Um, and I'm so excited to see how they do that. I'm excited to see how they they do like like you were saying, Fort Condor, mm -hmm. um, uh, Casa del or uh, Costa del Sol. Like I'm so pumped to and it's actually weird that actually Spanish exists in this in this universe <laughs> with no Spain. Yeah. I'm thinking about mm -hmm. that. But um just in general, like all of these different environments, Cosmo Canyon, just thinking about all the different ways that they're going to do it well, the same way they've done Midgar well, the same way they've done Sector 7 well, the same way they did Shinra HQ well. Um, God, I, Shinra I, I HQ is such a highlight of that game for me. Such a highlight. You, you never see a fucking smooth surface in that game until you get to the Shinra yeah. HQ and then everything is glass and like did we tile all and stuff. go up the stairs? Yes. yes. I, I did not. Oh, you went I did not go up the stairs. My thinking my thinking there for you, bud. My thinking there was I would run into more scenarios um with the elevator. Um and I, I don't know, in the stairs do they talk about like a great man who serves a great evil still has to consider his actions or No, no. they don't. In in the yeah, stairs. I think we all missed that, but you get hilarious dialogue the yeah. entire dialogue. time. Yeah, yeah, and and I I knew that um, the the stairs give you like funny things, but I was kind of like, you want I wonder story. what they're gonna. I, well, not necessarily. I just wanted to see like, because in my mind, I know what those jokes will probably be and what the kind of tone of that is. I want to see what the other thing is that I'm not that I don't know what the the, the tone mm -hmm. of it is probably gonna be. Sure. Um, so yeah, the other thing like. Other than uh, Barrett not having his glasses in those chapters, one of the really cool things to me, I'm big about color um, in, in movies and in games and anything. And it's mm -hmm. so awesome that you, the only times you see green are in uh, like Barrett's costume. And then you see it in obviously the materia that you get, but that's, I'm, I'm putting that aside. Everything is like blue or gray or red or, or um, yellow or something like that. Whenever you see green, you're you're close to the the base of the reactor where the Mako is all there, um, and then it's when you show mm. up to um, as you get closer to um, what is is it Leaf Orphanage, um, mm. yes. Leaf House, yes. um, and fucking the the leader of that place is named Miss Folia. Like hello, that's that's subtext. Hello, um, and you get to uh, you get to Aerith's house, and there's all this greenery around there. So it really shows you. It makes your brain understand the difference between these places, but also with Barrett having green on his costume um, or outfit, rather, it's not a costume. He's not fucking, it's not Halloween, but um, 
you, you make it you can your brain can make a connection between those things that this is this is earth this is life this is this is the the energy of the planet and this is um this is a conscious choice at least now i don't know if in the original game but now having that be because the the costumes are a slightly different now they could have not made his pants be green or whatever but i just thought it was so cool that it's a it's like a motivated choice when you see uh, the color green in this game and it just shows me that like you know even if that wasn't intentional even if that i'm making this whole shit up the fact that i can make this connection because mm -hmm. all of that stuff is true mm -hmm. is is the mark of like good art where you can have different interpretations of it and that's right. that's one of the things that i think is so cool here that whether it's um, a motivated choice or not, there are choices that are taken that can lead your lead your mind to make different like kind of artistic connections. Did I mention I went to film school? <laughs> yeah, I, I was funny. I was gonna call you out on that if, if you didn't call yourself out on that. But can, can somebody explain to me? There's Shinra isn't a huge villain post leaving Midgard, correct? Oh, it no. is. It is. It yeah, is. It's, they, it's still they a plug huge a big villain. gun into their city. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they they are they are for a while. Um, yeah, the I, I they I do go away the, for a the while. The big though. bad evil yeah. guy, at, it, it, like there's a point where they start to sort of drop off in importance mm -hmm. as yeah. the game goes on. But they, they're they, important for a bit. They, yeah, they 100% come back later mm -hmm. though. Because I know that. So I know they made a big fucking deal about Neo Midgar in this. Mm -hmm. Like they made a big yeah deal to be like Neo Midgar's a big thing that's happening here. Uh, and I remember it being a one or two or a couple throwaway lines from what i've played of the original like i don't i don't remember even remember it, it from the original i, I, it's, I know it's, in it's the original. at least a line mm. it's, it's at least like hey look neo midgar they, um, they talk about it during the conference that you observe when you uh go up through oh the sure and yeah, stuff. yeah yeah mm -hmm. um could, i think could that be a potential like shinra, e shinra evil plot point of, <gasps> so we're gonna, we're gonna push this neo midgar thing the thing with Neo Midgar is that was a lot more uh, Shinra Senior than it was Rufus. Um, oh yeah, and so that's kind of yeah, like the sure. thing is so like because so Shinra Senior is kind of more like you know whatever Midgar sucks like I you know his whole thing is is power through giving people jobs and keeping people kind of under the thumb and like even one of like Rufus's line lines in the original game is like yeah my father controlled people through money and stuff like that and like controlling the city he's like but I want to control people through fear like mm -hmm. and, and that's more his style like so I don't know if there's going to be as much of a focus there might be that could be a thing um but Neo Midgar is primarily always uh just like the main Shinra um and everybody else is kind of like okay I'll go with it um sure but yeah I don't know. It'd be who knows now? Yeah, right? who knows? Like it could be totally <laughs> yeah, different. It may, have, it may have just been like more flavor they added to it, but I thought it was curious. Like, there's that whole like hollow deck sequence. Yeah. Of, like, mm -hmm. Their whole like thing, and I was like, they're focusing a lot of time on this like Shinra. The hierarchy plan. of Shinra. The yeah. hierarchy mm -hmm. of Shinra and Shinra's plans for the future. I right? love yeah. that sequence. Like all of HQ going it's... through like the museum, seeing the golden statue of the president, like to kind of establish like. You yeah, know, like this you're is, like this fucking asshole. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah you're like fuck this guy. No, you you go fuck through that. Shinra statue. HQ to me was perfect. Um, it was perfect. Wall Street, I really like, or Wall Market, not Wall Street. <laughs> 
Walmart. It's so hard not to say Wall Street. I know, it just comes out. Um, (laughs) I really liked too. What's funny, and like this is, I don't know, I have such weird opinions with this game. I like really hate a lot of the art design in the game. (laughs) I really, I really do. I think it is different. It's different than the original. So the thing is with the original, and like maybe this is just because like I got really into like dystopian like city sci-fi stuff like i really like the movie akira i really like the warriors like i really like a lot of that like like blade runner hong kong looking yeah Yeah. like blade runner and stuff like that and to me when i played final fantasy 7 and like i even think i would i would have to believe that akira influenced a lot of final fantasy 7 from the motorcycle to like the like the outfits like to me final fantasy 7 had more of that vibe and like it just looks like north coral like it just looks like dirt you know, and like, so that yes. to me killed it. Um, especially one million percent. One of the things that you have to do is you have to go up top and you you take out those sunlights, right? And mm-hmm. those sunlights are supposed to be the actual sun. Like, that's the thing. The whole point of like Midgar is you have zero connection to the earth. Like, it's supposed to be like gray and dark and neon and cities and dirty. Like, it was, a, mm-hmm. they almost said it apparently like it was supposed to be kind of like New Yorkish, like, is apparently what they were going for with the original art design. And like, you don't get that. It looks like where Barrett grew up, it looks like a mining town. It looks very outdoorsy. Yeah. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's a really awesome point. Yeah, and like that always that that initially just bothered me, and that was the biggest mm-hmm. thing. Is like I hated it. I was like, these people are supposed to not see the sun. They don't get natural sunlight. They don't get there. There's nothing natural about their worlds. The only thing I do love. Go ahead. Oh no, say the, the only places where you really get that are Eric's house and the church, um, and that yeah. has a lot to do with just like you know, contributing to Aerith's character and that kind of like how Mm -hmm. she's part of the natural world. There's something different about her. There's something that gives her this ability to kind of like connect to nature and kind of another place Mm -hmm. where you see green. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But Um, yeah, these people are supposed to be like, just like viciously oppressed from anything having to do with the natural world. Um, So to me, that was frustrating. Um, But Shinra HQ was done really well. Wall market at night (laughs) was done really well because it it had the right vibe. Um, but yeah, that was really hard for me. I think that the music also, I, sometimes it was good. Sometimes the music to me was so bad. Like, <laughs> like the, the EDM track when you're, when you're through the expressway, through the robot arm, the robot yeah, arms with Aerith and it's like EDM. It's so bad. Like, wait, what happened here? Yeah. I differ. Why, I why differ with you all on that, but that is like a personal, like musical, like uh, the, choice. The music. I don't, um, think, I don't think I'm as far as Jess as like disliking, like I'd say most of it. But uh, for me, I was just confused sometimes. It was yeah, so, it was I, so that, confused. That one was confusing I was to just me. Like, like the chocobo music was just. I loved the chocobo the music. The chocobo like, music I was okay with. It, like put some respect weird. on the chocobo music. It yeah, no, like that's that's weird, fine. It it just like the the because the um the setting didn't match with the music sometimes like it had yeah. this weird sci-fi music but it looked mm-hmm. a little bit dirt and like minor yeah. town I was expecting more like uh I Jess and I were having this uh discussion on Twitter where it's like the Turks theme is very oh. cowboyish. And I and I that broke my I heart have, because I have no affinity to the original Turks theme. I was I just heard the melody and went, "Hey, Turks theme," uh, and like liked the guitar. And I was expecting more of that mm-hmm. throughout it. So when they threw in the like the EDM city stuff, that was when it felt weird because I was like, 
you've set a precedent from the rest of this game and i just like feel it through the like if you're gonna go for it go for it the musical okay. highlight of that entire game for me as weird as this is was when they played under the rotting pizza uh and it's god when did they even play it it's in sector five um but that song sounds perfect it sounds so good um it i i loved it because it has more of like that that bassy feel and that's the thing is final fantasy 7 and maybe it's because i'm a bass and drums player it had like these soundtracks that were so synthy and bassy and funky and like it had like that sci-fi like vibe to it and it just mm -hmm. feels like they drained the personality out of a lot of the music to make it sound like a triple a game and that's what kills me. <laughs> and, and I know that it's sure. kind of an unpopular thing, but like it feels like character was sacrificed for it being more grand. Um, yeah. And oh, one of the other things that like I, I could not stand the musical choice when they did it is when the, the plate's dropping. When the plate is dropping and you see like the glass with Shinra's face and you see the people dying and, you, and, and all this happening, they're playing action music. It's not like any yeah. like like sad, somber, because in the original one, it's kind of more of a somber moment. I mean, all these people were just, it was just like a mass genocide type thing. Um, yeah. But in that, mm -hmm. it's like, boom, 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 boom. you know, and it's, it's playing action yeah. music. It's like, what are you doing? What? Right. Can well, we also you know, talk about let, my favorite? They let Michael Bay handle some of the musical score, they, all yeah, right? Michael they Bay let him get in there just for a few of them. Can so, we talk about that scene has my has the the biggest curveball that I saw the entire time was the Kate Sith. The this is what I was gonna talk <laughs> about. Fucking, yeah. That part. <laughs> what, was it, what was it that you said to me, Aaron? Oh, though, I thought when, it was Sonic. Uh, the originally, when I saw yeah, it the first he, time, he's I was like, like, that's he's Sonic. like, was that? He's I, like, was that Kate Sith? He's like, because I thought it was Sonic for a second. I was like, why the fuck would Sonic? It is such. It is such tonal whiplash to be like, <laughs> oh my god, thousands of people are dying. What is that though? <laughs> is like in my head when I played the game I played through it and I remember seeing Kate Sith and I was like oh yeah that makes sense because Reeve and stuff like that and yeah. like and like oh cool Kate Sith you see him a little early and then somebody tweeted like what the fuck was that cat doing there I'm like oh my god people who don't know who that is yeah, that had to seem so a, bizarre it's like, just a cat yeah. for no reason mm -hmm. and the reason I it would have been way better as a, as a flashback yeah it looks it the the way they've made Kate Sith look in this is very is very Sonic the Hedgehog movie. -esque, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's the very kind of like it's still cartoony and he's got like the sort of gloves and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. Sure. But he's but he's, he's not on his Moogle either. He's not on the Moogle, so it's just a cat or whatever. But um, God, I just so I, that was such a like a standout like people are dying and there's Kate Sith and I'm like oh okay and like Kate Sith is very sad about all the murder that's happening but also they are they are a cartoon cat and we have never seen them before we never see them after it's fucked up that we see them at all yeah it was, it was so yeah. weird it was such a, a weird fan service moment <laughs> and like but like it just if felt like it felt like I know it got a, it got a spot. pop from me, but then I thought about it. I was like, "Yeah, wait, but like, no." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the weird spot to put a Kate Sith cameo. Like, I'm cool with yep. the cameo. Like, that would have been fine. I expect I would have expected it in like the Shinra HQ, right? Like somewhere yeah. where like you understand the connection between Kate Sith and, Sin and Shinra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like mm -hmm. have, have a couple of moments where like Kate Sith is watching them or yeah, something or like something that. Something like that. Like, uh kind of alluding to this like Kate Sith's whole thing. I also think it was uh strange and this is just a this is just from me playing the original Final Fantasy 7 and finding out that Kate Sith was a was a traitor. I totally expected Red 13 to be the traitor. 
Because we all just like accept that Red 13, the Red 13 just shows up out of nowhere. He's about to kill Here he her. is, and he's our good, good friend. And he's yeah. our good, good yeah. friend. And I'm like, this has, it has so much more emotional weight if Red 13's a traitor than it does if Kate Sith, because I don't care about Kate Sith. And you right. just find him at the gold saucer, and he's like, "I'm a psychic, and I'm gonna right. follow you." Like, okay, <laughs> sure. I, yeah, like, okay. I'm, ho- I'm like- hope I'm hoping that in the next game, or in the next, the following games rather, that Kate Sith has a lot more personality because I'm- I think Kate Sith is like the the character in Final Fantasy VII that the least people give a shit about mm-hmm. at yeah, all. Yeah, I absolutely. So oh, if you okay. build, if you worst. if you build it from the beginning, that like. You know, this is they're conflicted about what they're doing or, you know, the voice acting of it is going to do, I think, a lot of the a lot of the work with Kate Sith. If 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 you just like give the conceit that they're just giving the uh, the same lines as before, because you're going to be able to understand that they are sorry about the double like, like the two double crosses that mm-hmm. they do um, in Final Fantasy seven in Gold Saucer and then um Oh wait, no, never mind. They don't do another one. They actually save the day and for the black materia mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, voice acting, I think, is going to carry a lot of weight for Kate Sith. I also think not being on the Moogle is going to carry a lot of weight as well because they're not this weird, like, are you two people? Are you one people? I was no, always, you're actually a drone. Like, what the I was fuck are you? Confused. We don't know if he's not going to be on that yet. You know. Originally, they were on it. Because they showed it like a clip or a screenshot or something, and they were it was the scene where they're like you know mourning the the, the fallen plate, um, and they were on the Moogle, and I don't remember if this was in a, a mm. screenshot or a trailer, but um, they showed like a clip of that, and so uh, now with them not on the Moogle, I think that's very. I think it might be indicative of the fact that they're just, they're gonna do away with that because it's harder to connect with the character when they're on they're like they're like krang almost in like teenage mutant yeah, ninja exactly. turtles yeah when i met kate yep. sith i didn't know it was the cat i was looking yeah. at the moogle and i'm like this okay this is kate sith you think the got, cat is like the kazooie to the banjo yeah, at that well, point right yeah mm-hmm. he's got a cat what's funny is i remember when i was a kid and i played it i thought it was kate and sith <laughs> like i thought it was oh kate yeah no, like dude too. Yeah. I've been watching videos on YouTube, like explainers on like, you know, just refreshers for like story of um, Crisis Core, story oh, of yeah, yeah. Um, Crisis or uh, uh, Before Crisis or um, Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah. And like multiple people call Kate Sith Ketchy. And I don't know if Kate Sith is like a different like it's like the pronunciation comes from a different language or what. I but think- I was like. I was like shook. I was like, wait a minute. Kate Same thing Sith? with Mako and Mako. I said Mako until this year. <laughs> yeah. No, Kate Sith is originally like an Irish like folk like legend character. Oh, um, so it's like a Celtic thing. Yeah, so it that might be the proper thing if if that's how it's pronounced, or it could be just like from Ireland to Japan, maybe a new train. I, I don't know. Right. But like it's originally like an mm. Irish folklore thing. That I didn't know. So that would make a whole lot of sense if if like the actual way it's said in Ireland is catch she, but like maybe they'll I mean, say Kate I, Sith in the I, next game. Yeah, I guess we'll find out in the yeah. next game or whatever. It's gonna, it's right. gonna, bl- like Twitter's gonna explode with that. Like when Kate when she, part yeah, two Kate comes she, out and like, it's like catch she, it's like, wait, is mm-hmm. that how we're supposed to be saying it? Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think of because like he's in Dirge of Cerberus and he's in Advent Children, but I in Advent Children they don't say his name. Mm-hmm. And Dirge of Cerberus, I feel like they probably do because he's a little I'm bit. Sorry. K- 
Kate says in Advent Children. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's an Everybody's Advent Children. An Advent they, children they, yeah. they throw they throw Cloud into the sky. They yeet him to victory in that Because one. friendship lifts you up. Because friendship, it's it's totally a That's, Kingdom it's Hearts It's totally, it's such a Kingdom one. Hearts move. Um, um, can we talk? I have a question for Jess, actually. Oh. Uh, do, what do you think about the connections to Dirge of Cerberus or Crisis Core going forward for this um, because there's the character of Genesis who at the end of um, uh, Dirge of Cerberus, which is, <laughs> we, as, as Jess told me before this, um, is the final thing in the timeline. Uh, Genesis lives at the end of that. And Genesis is like, um, I don't know. They're in, they're in like a thruple with Sephiroth and some other guy I don't remember the name of, um, um. basically. <laughs> um, I don't remember because they die like definitively, right? Yeah. Um, in Crisis Core, um, but Genesis is like kind of like maybe like another Sephiroth. I don't remember. Um, they're it's, like the same kind of thing. It's so. I mean, and then you can talk about they have uh, the Kanaj other wing. and Yazoo they, and laws yeah. from Advent Children. It's like which are which are maybe the the people that you fight in the final fight of this game, like the three, <laughs> because they all have they have those same weapons. Well, um, and they have like all this, the Sephiroth clones, and like mm -hmm. you, like it, it's weird. I like I honestly have no idea what they're yeah. doing because like because it feels like you kind of like i don't know at least for me like i'll feel like i kind of have a grasp on like what's happening like i mean the the sephiroth that you that kills shinra um is apparently genova and is not yeah, actually it's genova sephiroth it's not even sephiroth yeah, sephiroth at all yes, but in this game it like explicitly is right because yes. he's there yes and like that's kind of the weird thing so it's like <sighs> You, I feel like you always feel like you have a grasp on what's going on in Final Fantasy VII or, or like all their extended weirdness. Um, but then they like throw out, but Reunion, but Clone, but Sephiroth, but Genova cells. And you're just like, okay, sure. And sure. and again, people think that it just got Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Excuse <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I would think that, and I even in my own brain kind of wrote off... Um, at least all the Dirge of Cerberus stuff is like kind of non-canonical, sort of like um, a game that they made branching off of it. Yeah. I wouldn't say cash grab because that's that's pretty heartless to say. Um, Kingdom Hearts pun notwithstanding. <laughs> but like, I, I would think that it's not canonical or that they are just kind of going to disregard that. Uh, same thing with the crisis, a lot of the details of Crisis Core. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they recreated exactly the cinematography of that final scene um, with like once they showed the barrel of that one Shinra um, soldier's uh, gun and they zoomed out, I was like, okay, so all of Crisis Core is canonical, meaning that Genesis is real and all that sort of well, stuff too. And what's interesting too is one of the things that they showed during the Sephiroth fight, like the the flashbacky or flash forward, whatever, is um, the exact opening scene from Advent Children, where Red, yeah. Red Thirteen running. Like that is mm -hmm. literally pulled from Advent Children. So mm. it, it could be them saying that like maybe all of these exist as in different timelines. Like maybe there's yeah. like something weird that I don't know. So like they're it's gonna be hard to tell until we get there. Um they're playing around I know. with a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I kind mm. of I kind of hope that they they don't deal with too much of the dirge of Cerberus stuff. I don't think they just will. because just because it goes off the rails so much of like 
she's she's a twin of this other person. She's born from the internet, but she's in a body of an eight-year-old, and she can go into Vincent's mind and unlock his final limit break, which was really the other half of the final ultimate weapon. It's like, what? Dirge is of Cerberus is some crazy bullshit. And, like, I, I don't I want- understand how you would have Vincent Valentine as your main character, and your thought is, we should go, like, cyberish with this. Yeah. You're taking this, like, cranky so seven-year-old vampire man. <laughs> You're like, I want to put him in a cybery game. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But like, not to scare anybody, but if you if you played uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, that whole game is like, let's go into the internet and make a new body for this, our friend whose heart is stuck in the whatever. Yeah. So it's like, oh man, please don't, please don't, yeah. please don't do that. I mean, I'm biased because I fucking hated Kingdom Hearts 3, but like. We don't have to talk about that right now. We'll have we'll have a fist fight later. What's funny? I'm here for Aaron. I'm just giving him support. I loved Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. I never played 3. I feel like it's just been so far removed from me. I don't even. There's never been one. There's never been a Kingdom Hearts 3. Just don't even. review style, like, fight. Oh, perfect. Can we talk about how much I love the Turks? Yeah, yeah. We can talk about how much all of us love the Turks. What is your What is your favorite part about the Turks, Jeff? Uh, not the theme song, because I'm right. sa- I'm yeah, sad we, about we that. over that, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But oh my god, they did them so right. They did them so right. Like I was, oh, like I think I guess my favorite overall interaction was after the fight with Reno and Rude when you see them again and they're all beaten up and stuff like that. And then you have um, Song, like kind of justifying why they do what they do. And he's in mm-hmm. like the whole attitude of, I don't know, pick a reason. Like it, it, like that is just so perfect for the Turks because they've always been kind of like that. And it's like, oh, like I, I've always thought if there was a spinoff of Final Fantasy VII that I'd actually really like to see, it would be like a Turks anime. Because it'd basically just be like yeah. kind of like psychopathy, but like grittier and I'm mm-hmm. so into it. <laughs> Um, but like right. the fight with Reno, I loved, I've always loved Reno's fighting style. Like even in the original, like you or like an advent children, just like how like his weapon, the electro rod stuff or whatever. Um, I like rude too. Cause rude is a grappler and you get that vibe. Like when he's fighting, I love that. Um, rude still has a crush on Tifa. Like yeah. if you're like mecha- mm-hmm. mechanically, mechanically, not even just canonically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he, if you, if you take out Reno, uh, and fight rude on the plate, he won't attack uh, Tifa. Mm-hmm. Cause he has a crush on her. And like, I love yeah. that. Um, I hope that they still lean into how song kind of has a soft spot for Aerith because that's always kind mm-hmm. of there. Um, and so like, that's cool too. I really like what they did with song. I think that he has that, that leader vibe to him. And, and like, I don't know, everybody fits their role so well. And it's exactly how, like how I imagined them. And I, I think they touched on his like soft spot for Aerith a little bit mm-hmm. in that he made a deal with her and like, held up his end of the bargain Mm -hmm. and let Marlene go, right? Like, um, you can tell, what I really like from this is you can really feel more than in the original game that there was a pre-existing relationship of the Turks and Aerith Mm -hmm. and the the, the need, I I think, I don't know if they mentioned it in the original game, but the need for her to go willingly or it won't work, Mm -hmm. like, because, mm-hmm. you know, I always had the thought of like, well, why didn't they just fucking like blow up her house and kidnap her if they really need her that bad, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but I just don't, I don't think that was ever really touched on in the original. Is that like she had it was to just kind of a plot hole kind of. A yeah, thing, they never really yeah. had that. No. Um, My biggest complaint with this game is that there's uh, not enough Reno in it. <laughs> right. Like, like I need 99% more Reno. Well, and like one of the cool things with the Turks too is like, 
they're really kind of interesting pseudo foil to Cloud. Because at the end of the day, when, when you first meet Cloud, Cloud's a mercenary. The Turks are basically really skilled Shinra mercenaries. Like if yeah. they don't have the job, they don't care. Someone else will do it. They don't have to like, if they just basically do what they're told. Um, and like, that's mm-hmm. one of the best. That's why the pick, pick a reason thing comes yeah. in. Right? And yeah. And like, that's why one of my favorite things is when you go to, uh, is it Wu Tai where they say this or, uh, Costa del Sol. It might even be both. I think Costa del Sol, they're on the beach sun tanning and like you go up to them and you're like, oh man, these guys are here. I'm gonna have to go into a fight. And they're just like, eh, I'm not working. Like, leave us alone. Like, you know, they're like, we well, like, in Costa del Sol, you run into Hojo. Too, yeah. And Hojo's on just beach. on the beach. And I, that's the interaction I want yeah. from the next game. I want to see how that conversation goes down after all the shit he. I don't. I don't drum, think that they could know? do that like, anymore. I don't. Think- I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's like a. It's almost like an Easter egg. Yeah. Um, in the original one, um, but like I'm excited for like Elena. Yeah. I'm excited for like like fleshing out the other Turks and like you know in that in that cave after you beat the uh, the the big snake that mm-hmm. big 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 snaky boy. Um, I'm just so uh, little Midgar. I'm excited for when yeah. uh, for Reno kills Don Corneo. Yeah, dude. And mm-hmm. I am like, like I said before, I'm like electric with like just the the, the possibilities mm-hmm. of where this this story could go. Um, in in the other, um, I'm gonna ask this question to you guys, but like in the other, um, the spoiler cast that I did, I asked them how many games do you think will be in this series because before. Before um, I played it, I would say three. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope is that they don't do any spinoffs um, that are of like little consequence, sort of like how Kingdom Hearts arguably did with things that end up like you, the start and end are the exact same and the game didn't really need to happen or you could have explained it in a 10 second cutscene or whatever. Um, I really hope we don't get like a Final Fantasy VII dream drop distance or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. so I would have said three, I would have said like, you know, the second game is going to go up until, um, cloud, uh, betrays the team and gives the materia to Sephiroth or whatever. And then, um, falls into the live stream or the Mako or whatever. I don't remember. Um, and then, you know, the third game is going to be him waking up, dealing with the, the weapon and then through the end. But now I don't know, like they could do a whole game about like the gold saucer at this point mm-hmm. with how well they did Midgar, you know? I think it's just going to be three. I think it will be three just as a cool, like, even if they're, even if they are like, we're going to deviate really hard story wise or not. Mm -hmm. Like we've got free reign. I still think it would be a really cool, like synergy thing to have three, three discs Mm -hmm. for the whole story. Even though there's, there's two on this one. If you buy the physical uh, edition of of, of this game, there are three. (laughs) I I know, I know, I know. I think that's such a cool, like, uh, kind of slam dunk just mm-hmm. on there like just like that's such a cool uh like synergy kind of a thing that even does though we the... are forsaking not forsaking but foregoing the original story yeah it's does does the original where does i'm on four i'm on four games that's what i want where does the, i don't know where how the i disc want them broken off? up but i want four i want one where, game did, to, where it's just a pizza date with with jesse <laughs> yeah well, that's, the, that's the fourth that's the fourth disc that's the fourth <laughs> yeah. game in in my so is so jesse you said dates. three i think three you held up three fingers you think three mm-hmm. okay yeah i very and, I very who, and who, who knows where it's gonna go right mm-hmm. but um 
I am also wondering about DLC for this game too. Um, do you do any of you guys think that there will be DLC for this? I mean, it was a successful game. I mean, it sold like it sold something like five million in three days or something like that, which is bananas. Um, so, do you think that they've they've had a plan to do DLC? I mean, like Kingdom Hearts three did a pretty substantial um drop and there's always with nomura games there's always like a final final mix or with you know final fantasy 15 there's all these different episodes and stuff like that so it's kind of in his dna to make like a, a another chunk of game that gets released with it that um comes with another like batch of quality of life stuff so I do wonder if like maybe the PS5 version is going to be like Final Fantasy VII Remake Final Mix or something like that. God. What do you guys think? I hope right. not. I, see, I just, like, <laughs> I'm surprised. I just there... like, I don't see DLC coming into it, right? Like, I just, if, you, if you're remaking the game, right? And I, the, like, the, the, the base game, before you get to DLC, has to hit all the story beats for me, right? Like, I'm not saying you got to include chocobo racing and knights of the round and yeah. stuff like that from the original right like those super top tier end game side quests right but you got to hit all the story beats you know i i want to see i want to see vincent's storyline i want to see all that that optional side story from the original where like you actually figure out i think he's talking about Sephiroth DLC is from remake for this game specifically yeah just well, just for that's just what for i'm the talking first. about okay. I i'm saying i don't want to see oh for for this very original one for what yeah, like, just, just, what just, right just for remake yeah, yeah for this okay. game if not a 15 for, if a 15 dollar no. dlc pack came out what would it be or would you think that they would even do it at all i mean they'd probably throw a bunch of more dresses for tifa <laughs> i'm into it, it <laughs> a bunch, a bunch yeah. of cloud dresses a bunch um, more cloud dresses I, if you do the dance differently i think the only thing i could see and this actually um is one of the cooler parts about the game like just the remake right now is you play as Aerith when you go get marlene and that's something that doesn't originally happen like you don't get to see Aerith going through that and getting marlene the only thing i could think of if they were to add more episodes or chapters or whatever is if you go back through the game and there's an option to play as different characters that you don't see what they're doing like if you play as reno or rude like doing stuff or if you play Ooh, as yeah, like I was, I was gonna say like episode turk or something yeah like, like, if, like if you play as like, the turks or if you like play as like i don't know barrett and the team doing like a different like reactor or like well you, you know like doing something so, avalanche -y. this is this is my pitch for it is that there is a giant chunk of time in the game where other than the Aerith stuff where we don't really see like the the resolution of her like giving up Marlene to her being in Hojo's lab mm -hmm. um there's the the biggest chunk of um unaccounted for actions is uh Barrett in between the airbuster fight and the plate mm -hmm. falling so and we also know that there is like conflict and fights happening in that time because Don Corneo's men show up to um seventh heaven and are asking about everybody mm -hmm. right um so you know in that time because it's before we have that sort of like cathartic moment with leslie you know what if what if there's like you know a boss fight with leslie there and that like the the main quest of that is like figuring out what the plan is um to for, for them to um explode the pillar and tear down the plate and like it's barrett and maybe you even get like 
um, Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge as party members, whether mm -hmm. you can control them or not, who knows, but you get to um, have them in your party and you have like more time with this group of people and you, you go and it culminates in some sort of boss fight at the base of the pillar. And then that's when the, the, you know, the timelines link up again. I would also love just like, give me some quality of life improvements where uh, like I can just go anywhere after I beat the game. I don't, I need to get clouds dresses. I don't mean to bang on this point again, but like, man it's such a drag trying to get all the all of the uh the completionist stuff like i i just want to get like leviathan and bahamut mm -hmm. like that's all i want to do but it is right. it is it's going to be such a pain to do that yeah i think the only thing i could really see with more chapters are chapters in between where you play as different perspectives that's the only thing that would really exactly. make sense to me um and i don't know if they'll do it yeah, they could a, yeah after would be would be crazy i don't think i don't, I don't think, think there's that would an be after a good thing to do. I, yeah. I i think that'd be kind of um, weird because then that I would trends love into a Turks like, thing. That's crazy. I think yeah, that'd be I really think fun. The Turks episode would be really, really cool. Where that's you really, play as, that's really you awesome. You play as Reno and Rude, and you do. It doesn't even, maybe not even have to do with what you know, the story, right? Like, just give me like a, a small section of Reno and Rude doing whatever Turks mission. Like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be related. I just want to see them, and mm -hmm. they're kind of like I loved their like kind of like work brotherly relationship mm -hmm. that they were getting in i'd love to see that like expanded a little bit more in their kind of like bonds and stuff like and that and if you if you want to get like down like to mechanics kind of a thing like i mean rude is literally like you could treat it as like a tifa clone mm -hmm. right like he mm -hmm. fights basically the He's... same way and and uh reno uses like a baton which you could you know sub in for you know cloud sword or whatever mm -hmm. so it's if they both have just such like because i would say that he's very similar to tifa but he has more of like that heavy set like grapple type style which is why like in fights he yeah. will pick you up and <laughs> he yeah. throws you yeah. um spinning and throwing yeah and like that's something that like because i actually just recently watched advent children even which is god that movie is ridiculous um and he's they yeah. still have that same fighting style they just have it throughout everything um where reno has like kind of the close combat uh sharp movements like kind of martial arty feel to him and uh rude is definitely like more like fighter brawler um and it would just be really cool to see. I don't know. I've always like, for some reason, Turks have always been like, just like the faction that I'm so interested in. I think that they're so cool. Um, in the, in the normal game, they're like, sort of, in in a lot of ways, the least explored. Yeah, right? they're, they're not. They're really. sort of like this weird, this weird other um, thing. So maybe you're like talk. Make maybe this is like. If, if you do a DLC, maybe you play as Elena and it's her Elena. like joining the Yeah, because Elena's the like rookie. That. And like, that's why she's not yeah. there yet. Is it's uh, obviously Song's been there the longest. And then it's Reno and then Rude, who's under Reno, which always seems weird because it always feels like Rude would be above him. Um, and then you have Elena, who's who's the new girl. Um, and it's kind of yeah. like clumsy. And, and, just, and like, I hope that they keep that because in Advent Children, they kind of change her personality to where she seems very serious and stern, like how they usually make girls in uniforms. Um, right. But Elena is kind of like a little bit like she just fumbles and she's, you know, a little, I don't know. They also changed Reno's personality a lot too. Reno in Advent Children mm -hmm. is a total goofball. He's comedic relief. Um, and in... Oh yeah, you're yeah, right. He's, yeah, he's 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 like stupid. Like literally, he tries to fight Cloud, <laughs> and Cloud like walks him out. And he's like, "Hey, I'm still here." Like he's he's like a funny character, you know. Um, and in this one, he's like feral. 
He is a madman, and I was super into it. I was like, yeah, give me those, like, Kefka vibes. Like, he calls Cloud a bitch at one point. I was like, Mm -hmm. all right. Um, And then, you know what would be so cool, too? But this is, like, this is my dream. This is absolute fantasy right here. It's probably not going to happen. Going back in time and playing as Turk Vincent, which is what Dirge of Cerberus should have (laughs) been. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, oh man. If I could play a game where I was Turk Vincent, like leading up to the Sephiroth stuff and like when Shinra was like at its golden age and like shit was really weird. Oh, that would have been amazing. This, this is this is where I would be okay with the, the Kingdom Heartsification <laughs> of this series even even more in terms of the, the games. Like if, if like, you know, I, I've, I've said before that like, if I'm like 50 years old and I'm still playing like the 19th, Final Fantasy VII universe game. Cool. I love these characters. And if they're if they keep being done as well as they were done in this game, I'm down for this to be a franchise. Like um, I'm I'm cool with like the better call Saul of the Final <laughs> Fantasy world. Like show show me what is show me the weird other crap that's going on in this universe. But if they were gonna make like a whole ass like backstory, like this is this is like you know, before Dirge of Cerberus kind mm-hmm. of a thing um, to sort of go with the like before crisis theming. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were going to show like Turk Vincent and the stuff with like, you know, the genesis of Sephiroth and uh, just like what the Turks like even are mm-hmm. because Shinra has these weird shock troopers and these like <laughs> helicopter weird guys and demon dogs. Why do they need a bunch of like, like a bunch of goths in suits. Like, why do they need this? I don't know. Goths suits. I love that. <laughs> um, the stuff with like the underground lab in seven too was so yes. cool and interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it made a lot of stuff make more mm-hmm. sense. Of like, this is why we have to go after Aerith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, be, we we have legitimate proof that they do human experiments. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. have to go save Which is something yeah. that you yeah. don't. This is, be- this and, is and before we know. Yeah. I mean, this is before we know that Cloud is a human yeah, experiment was, of Hojo That's too. exactly mm-hmm. what I was gonna say. This is before you learn that Cloud and Zack were experimented on. Um, and this is before mm-hmm. you learn that, um, oh my God. I mean, even Vincent was experimented on too, but what, what yeah. was like, I was- He's a vampire. Yeah, now. no, there was something I was thinking of too. Like there was the big, I don't know. I'm totally blanking. But there's like an, another human experimenty thing that you find out later on. Too. There's all the reunion folks, like yeah. the, the tattoo on the arms mm-hmm. thing. But I don't remember the. Um, I know there's other stuff though. Yeah. I, I'm like on the same wavelength as you, but I can't remember anything. Like I about had it, it for a second, I swear, and then I was like, oh yeah, and they do this shit, and you find out about it, but I cannot remember right now. Oh, I mean, yeah, you're gonna okay, DM so us. Even, oh, go even ahead. making Sephiroth. That's what I was gonna say. Is like Sephiroth yeah. is just a human experiment. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lucretia was impregnated by Hojo to make this child just so it could be experimented on. And that's something that yep. you don't like. It's optional. That that knowledge is literally optional, which is like Fucking ridiculous. Wild. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so there's like a, there's like a one-off scene in remake that maybe you guys know what, maybe I just missed it. Like where the, the, the point of it came out of, but uh, they have Scarlet, Scarlet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, watching mm-hmm. the Mako be injected into the materia right yeah and then it like goes insane and she leaves yeah and that's it is that like the huge materia stuff or is that like what is the thing is like they they, that's all of it in this game 
They don't yeah. like uh, really address it. She just goes like, and that's all they you see of her character either. Like she doesn't come back. Pretty, after pretty that. much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than the, the conference the, um, room aftermath of the of the um, the Airbuster stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in the conference um, room, the Airbuster stuff, and then she has that scene. Which more than anything, I don't know if we really know what was going on in that scene yet. I think that might be something that yeah. we learn mm-hmm. more. I think that scene was almost meant more to establish her character, and she might be like a bigger part coming, like going on. Because I mean, in that scene, you see her literally using a person as a footrest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. you he crawls yeah. after her. Yeah, which he, I think was very powerful idea. energy. Yeah, it was, a, yeah. It was a weird thing. And was she also? The, yeah. he's like. She lets all these people like fucking blow up and then just says, clean up the mess. And like, I think if anything, yeah. that was just kind of like establishing like, okay, like Shinra is inhumane and also this bitch real inhumane. Yeah. Yeah. Di- I, this bitch. bitch. I think it was, Don't I think it was very, <laughs> <laughs> name this podcast this if you're not a coward. Don't be um, <laughs> uh, so I, I think it was really cool to establish her character and just in, in, in general be like yeah shinra's doing some weird Mm -hmm. stuff with materia which is already a byproduct of um mako which is a byproduct of the life stream Mm -hmm. so they are like they're totally like you know for lack of a better term they're like perverting nature um and it and it may be like if it's not going to be important in the future it might just exist to drive home the fact that like you know, Barrett's got the right idea. Mm-hmm. Blow the whole thing up. Who sure. fucking cares? They're doing well, some can, unnatural stuff. It can mm-hmm. even kind of play into the idea of, like, if you don't have Aerith co- cooperating with them, um, they could be trying to make an ancient. If they're trying to inject materia yeah. or inject life stream into anything, they could be trying it, just, like, trying to see if they can harness it and contain it and, like, transfer it. And it could turn into, I mean, because the ancients, they could, like, absorb materia, basically, right? Like, it just, like, went into them. Like, um, and so, I mean, it could be something like that, where it's, like, the transferring of of the life stream and and seeing what can happen there. I have a question that's kind of a theory, but it's, like, my my final thing, and it's (laughs) the thing I think about the most with this game. Uh, Is Final Fantasy VII a sequel to Final Fantasy X? Because yeah. of the connections that they set up in this game, with that with that crazy like sequence and stuff, where all the architecture and stuff sort of looks like it's coming out of it, it does look like Spira one thousand percent, but also explicitly there is a character from Final Fantasy X two as a poster in Final Fantasy VII remake, and that that character's name is Shinra, and so it's kind of saying that like this this is that. Um, Mm -hmm. and so like my brain is like on fire thinking about like, wait, are they going to explicitly connect this or what? No, but you know, what's funny is like, I recently, I played Final Fantasy X too, not that long ago. And like, I even remember there being some stuff that kind of seems to allude to Final Fantasy seven. They've done that. I I watched a video on it, uh, because I, as I think Sandy Nathan, I've been going down like a bunch of Final Fantasy VII rabbit holes. Yeah. And oh yeah. There was, uh, it's kind of this thing where the developers are very like. Sometimes they're like, yeah, it's just a, it's just a cool reference. Other times they're like, yeah, we're absolutely connecting them. Other times they're like, we have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Like they're very like strange with the whole thing. So it's... I don't know if I'd go as far as to say they're like Final Fantasy explicitly X and Final Fantasy VII are in the same universe. But I, I would think it's a, it might be well, just a cool little nod to their like pre-existing like, a, like mm. connections. I, I thought officially that, 
none of them are connected, right? Right. Actually, uh, unless yeah. it's like you know sequels. Of not, it. Actually, the evilies, the evilies ones are. I mean, they are. Yeah, I was gonna, that's what I was gonna say. Is that the evilies things are evilies? Uh, because Final Fantasy twelve takes place in the same world as Final Fantasy Tactics and stuff, and like, yep, and in Tactics Advance, mm-hmm. like they. That's why they have the, and, the Vera um, and things like that. So, is it yeah, Vagrant like, Story? That's like also mainline, in that one too? right? Like mainline yeah. numbers, the, num- the numbered ones don't connect. I don't believe so, unless right. like five takes place in Evilies. I don't fucking I don't know. know. Five I, I doesn't. Played... Yeah. I I want Square Enix to come out with like you know that compendium that they made for Zelda, we're the Zelda the timeline, but for Final like, Fantasy. Yeah. Now now we're connecting all the games. We're making a timeline. In, this in, is the timeline. In the year sixteen sixty six, they got way into gun blades in a very big way. I want um, them to do that, and it's no, like, but I want it to not like match up, right? Like I wanted them yeah. to have like gunblade technology way earlier, and they're like, "Nah, we abandoned that. That it's was exa- weird." Exactly well, like now we just have big old Buster swords. <laughs> exactly, well, that's what I want. It's like, in work. Final Fantasy, in Final Fantasy X, like they had like modern technology and like Machina and stuff, and then they didn't again. So you could really actually do that. Mm-hmm. But the thing that 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 I linked in my brain was one of the themes or at least one of the um, aspects of final fantasy 10 that lines up with seven is um, the, the, uh, the concept of the dead rejoining some sort of like afterlife, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like Yuna, Yuna's yep. whole shit in that game is sending, um, sending spirits, aeons, whatever to the far plane. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, you know, you could, you could, you could build a bridge in your brain from the far plane to the life stream. And even more than, than ever, like Jesse's dad, she says that her theory, or they say that her theory on that is that her, his spirit has joined the life stream, but his body is still alive. Mm-hmm. So I just think about that final fantasy 10 connection of, of spirits, um, spirits and, 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 you know, the afterlife and stuff like that. And the whispers have like the same kind of like orb stuff as some of the Aeon stuff, apparently. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, you see that in the graveyard. Yeah. In the, in the train graveyard. Here is my one big question with the game though. I'm sorry. I'm like all over the place. I've had some drinks. It's fine. (laughs) No, Um, it's fine. What was the deal with them seeing the girl in the train yard and then having a flashback to Marlene? What was that? Because to me, that seems like an unresolved thing. And they saw a girl that wasn't explicitly dead. I don't think that was, a, that didn't feel like a flashback to me. That felt like the ghost was taking advantage of Tifa's knowledge of Marlene. That's okay. kind of what I that's thought totally, too. Yeah. That's totally, got I'm it, got it. I was taking it too literally. And I was like, why is, and it doesn't help that that girl looks almost exactly like Marlene too. What's her name? Mary or like Martha sure. or something. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't help that they have like the same haircut and they're like, you know, their their voice actresses, mm-hmm. they don't sound, at least to me, too different. And so I was like, wait, is Marlene, what is what is Marlene then? But no, it's, I think it's totally it fine. You've answered that like, question. Kind of screwing with Tifa. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it was more of a, like a, my, a mental thing. Yeah. My one other hanging thread is why were Cloud and the gang so horny to kill fate? Why were they like, we need to do this? When I, in reality they could have just let it go, and then Sephiroth would just be dead. Um, I mean, I think it's it. It probably comes down to just the idea of anything being predetermined is kind of eerie. 
Like they don't know that they're going to sure. win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of what that, that was what I kind of rationalized in my head of like, well, I don't want anybody to control what my fate is. And the other thing is like when we first see Aerith, she's fighting off whispers, but Cloud doesn't see them. So there is there is something very early that happens that is that is deviating Aerith from the timeline in some sort of way. And she seems to know something. So maybe she knows about her own death and wants to prevent um, all the bullshit that Sephiroth is doing. I don't mm -hmm. know. We'll see. Yeah, that's that's all I can really think of, too. Sure. That gotcha. is, though, that's one of my 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 favorite things when uh, you're doing that sort of final boss boss rush thing. Right. And th those like things of light go through people and then they, they show you essentially flashbacks to the original or flash right? forwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm saying flashbacks because fla it's an older game, right? Sure. Um, exactly. Yeah. It was 96. Or whatever, right? Yeah. It's really weird for me to frame this right. But it's just they they show like cloud holding her in the lake mm -hmm. and yeah. letting her go when she talks about like, her materia you see a clip of the materia bouncing off the floor from when she gets killed yeah and i'm just like we could we could save Aerith. Mm -hmm. like the the biggest the biggest like internet rumor of all history is like if you do these things in final fantasy 7 climb you up can the vine in the forest yeah, right? yeah you know and it's like, what if we what if we just save her? Like, what if we do that? Mm -hmm. You know, bring bring the whole internet around on this. Yeah, this is I the whole this very, is the whole shit. There's a very good chance. I don't know. I guess I'm torn on it. I think that there might be. It might seem like Aerith is going to be saved. I think ultimately, I don't know if she is. Um, I. It would be wild if they me. if don't they made it if they made me. it seem I, like it wasn't, and then she actually dies again. That would do the same. I thing. think. I, I think that, that she's going to sacrifice herself, and I think that even in the original game, you kind of get this vibe that she knowingly does this. Like that, like mm -hmm. when she or, looks at you, you get you get this feeling like she knows this is what has to happen, and I feel like. In this game, it's probably going to be kind of similar. It's probably it's going to almost be like that Bioshock. There's always a lighthouse. You know what I mean? It's going to yeah. be like I you, always have to do this in order for everything to be the, okay. I have to make this sacrifice. The vibe I right. always got was she needed to do that in order to cast the materia. Like she needed to do. She needed to pray in that spot, mm -hmm. and she needed to sacrifice herself in order to. Um, in order to like use what I don't remember what it's it, what is this is it just holy? holy I think yeah holy yeah she needed to do that in order to cast holy um, so I wonder if she learns that in the in the coming games and it's also like how does she know that to begin with I mean she has a connection with the earth God it's so fucking wild the directions they could go with this and what sort of holes they could fill in in your brain so of, if they of wanted to be really what happens. Mean. If Square Enix wanted to be just really mean to us as the players, we already know that Sephiroth, just from Final Fantasy VII, has has control over Cloud. Hmm. This is just this was just like a thing in my head. If you say they make what Cloud they make kill Cloud? Aerith, what I will. Cloud kill Aerith? Listen, I will. Like they I still will kill drive her, to your like, house. I mean, tonight. Cloud beats the shit out of her in the original game. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but like, like do the mm -hmm. do, yeah. do the exact same scene. Yeah, but have exactly. him actually raise down, his sword and go through. Him, yeah, mm -hmm. it's him coming down. Like that would be such a mm -hmm. like such a great like mirror 
but also what a giant. I like, don't. Twist that yeah. Would be. I don't know if they would ever do that. It. I think that it could be. I don't so... think they would either. They'd be very mean to do that. Well, like, and I right. think that it, like it pollutes. It pollutes clouds. That's what I was gonna right? say. Is like I think yeah. that if this were a yeah. TV show or a movie or something, like if this was something cinematic, where like you're not still playing as this guy, that's that's a for forty hours. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> that's something that I could see like them doing in something in, in like a movie. Um, but because like yeah. you, this is the protagonist. This is the guy who you have to play as. There's still so much left of the story. I don't think they're gonna pull that move. He has to be sympathetic. Yeah, you have to you have to have some sympathy for him. They could. I think that there is something like lurking, right? There is something that I'm like in general worried about because Aerith dying is one of those uh, one of those iconic things in video games. Those surprise death. Um, the thing of like no no character is safe going forward. You know, kind of a thing that I dread how they're going to try and surprise us again. Yeah. My theory, my theory going into this game was that they were going to kill Barrett because that was apparently this may be apocryphal, but I think it was like one of the original ideas slash plans is that Barrett was going to die um, during the game. Uh, and that's sort of why, like after Aerith dies, Barrett doesn't have a whole lot to do or say in the game, I guess. But there was also like explicitly like they were going to kill off characters in the uh, parachuting into Midgar scene, I guess, um, that they were gonna like make you choose a party of three. And then going forward, that's the only three that you have like access to because everybody else was gonna die in like the the final like Midgar thing. I don't, and again, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's apocryphal. I don't even know if it's true, but just thinking about like, what if they kill somebody else? Like, what if Tifa dies? Yeah. Which would, I, right. like, Jess, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> I'm going to turn the game off. I'm not going to finish it. Don't even joke about I'm it. I'm out. They can't kill off yeah, no, that's, me slash my wife. <laughs> that would be, like, I, oh, my God. Like, if that would ever happen, I would have, I'm going to, like, DM Jess and be like, hey, I'm so sorry. Let me order you a pizza to your house. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, and some and flowers. She, but also make sure that she's further in the game than yeah, you yeah, yeah. no honestly yeah, no yeah, yeah. that's if, like if, if if she dies just like text me like yo break the disc <laughs> break it <laughs> snap snap <laughs> the disc snap, snap it, it. take it out and snap Frisbee. it don't finish Frisbee the game it. if that if that happens yeah it's a bad game bad game one yeah. out of ten don't play it because you put it out in the world you said this right here we're recording <laughs> i'm gonna point to this and be like this is all nathan's fault like mm -hmm. he did. I, I made it into re, into yeah. reality. Well, Nomura's gonna like know, listen to be like, oh man. You know, our <laughs> biggest listener, Nomura. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna real upset one of my fans. Like, Tetsuya Nomura, I'm, I'm so sorry I said all those dookie butt things about uh, Kingdom Hearts three, but man, really the entire Let It Go. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I can't defend I, Let It Go. I can't. I'm sorry. I I I, I am just like my mind is on fire like all day all night thinking about what they could do right like i'm so in my own head about like well what are they going to do with sid are they going to show up and is he going to launch the rocket are they going to try to launch the rocket at meteor are they even going to cast mm -hmm. meteor they must because the logo is the meteor right but maybe they don't i don't know so i like i just keep going back and forth on like is this the Sephiroth from Advent Children? Because he's dressed the exact same way. What happens if somebody like Sephiroth joins the live stream? What does that even mean? Well, <sighs> isn't it isn't it Sephiroth that casts Meteor? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, he's materia. that's the that's, yeah. that's the Black Materia is like the like summon that, of Meteor. That has to happen. It has to, yeah, right? yeah. I would I mean, imagine. So. I mean, maybe like, yeah. that has to happen. Casting Holy has to happen. Those are like those are two like story beats you can't get rid of. In my I, I would I would think game. the same thing. 
we will see where it goes, right? Like, I also agree with you, but at the same time, I would have never, ever in a million years thought that Final Fantasy VII Remake was going to end with you killing fate <laughs> and then Zack is alive and, again in an alternate timeline uh, yeah, yeah. where the dog on the chips is different. Like, that's fucking banana yeah, bread. Um, so I also, I, I agree that like, yeah, no, it's probably going to be the same, but like, what if, I don't know, like fucking final fantasy seven remake three might be a crossover with final fantasy 10 and like mm-hmm. Titus joins your fucking party. I don't know. And mm-hmm. walk is there for some fucking reason. Because walk is fucking great, but yeah. and then, and then Waka. John DiMaggio voices two people in a, in a game. He plays, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, the military guy from Shinra. Oh, uh, hide it, uh, hide it or whatever. Yeah, Heidegger. Heidegger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say like Harudagarn, but that is not the word. <laughs> that feels um, and then he also does Waka. Oh, but to that point, like, and this is way sort of a non sequitur. The the original in the original game, Jesse makes a comment about how the first reactor blew up way more than she thought it would, mm-hmm. right? And, and they turned that only, into a huge. That's thing. the only touch point you have on that. But then you you get this insight. In the game, where it's like, no, she that she actually probably made the right explosive, but Shinra turned it around and just like intentionally blew up the reactor, like and, exacerbated the entire event. And you know, it's interesting that you don't see the whispers there, so it implies mm-hmm. that that was always the case. Yeah. Which is like it was always I, the case that mm-hmm. Shinra did. Yeah, that. which is something that like I kind of speculated was accurate. Whenever you hear Jesse say like, "Oh, that wasn't supposed to blow up like that," like. I mean, Shinra, I don't know. And there are some people who are like, I don't understand. Why would Shinra do that? And it's like, because now they have Avalanche that they can pin this shit on. Like, they yeah. like they don't care about Midgar as a city. <laughs> like, they, you know. No, they want to make Neo Midgar. Yeah. So, I mean, now they have they have an enemy. They want a reason to build that new city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, and like, the most profitable thing in the world is war, yeah. right? Like, I mean. Yeah. That like if they can if they can goad their citizens into supporting a war with mm-hmm. Wutai. You know, boom, yeah, and it's profitable. now it's, now we can make Neo Midgar. Exactly, and also it's like now Shinra is their protector. It's like, oh, who's going yeah. to establish power to all these homes? Who's going to help out? Well, who has the power and the money? Shinra, like yeah, they can, they look it's, like it's, the good it's, guys. Yeah, it's it's so it's so wild that they would like make that sort of like like a you know a quote unquote inside job and be like no now we're going to justify war with Wu Tai because Avalanche works with mm-hmm. Wu Tai and so now we're going to go, you know. It's it's so like it's very um, if they did it wrong, it could come across as so like wanky bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it's like so it's so real because you are so deep in the shit with with Avalanche. Um, it's so it's so cool. I'm so pumped for what's going to happen. Um, I, I mean, they said that they've been working on part two, but, you know, then the quarantine happened. Yeah. So obviously that's going to be um, on the on the back burner. But I think it's. I think a lot of the work of like the world and the story and the battle system is is done. I think there's refinements that can be made. And I think it's also a great point that the story of this game is so fucking good that uh, we didn't talk about mechanics of this game at all in the past one hour and 49 minutes, I which is wild. We've my one mechanics <laughs> thing. And I say this every time. I don't want healing items attached to the ATV. I don't want it. I want to be. I like it all the time. 
Dude, I just I like love it. I right. suck so I, bad, and I can't be rushing in to fight people to get my ATB up see, to then try and revive. All you got to do is run. ATB, all you got to do is ATB run. to me it was like the saving grace that still allowed strategy to be in combat. I am a total sucker for turn-based combat. I also like tactic mm -hmm. style games, like grid style fighting. I like anything where I have to think about moves and I have to be tactical. And so for me, stuff like Kingdom Hearts, where you go in there, you swing your sword, you hit triangle. Like it, it sometimes mm -hmm. gets a little bit. Like, I don't know, I just don't feel like, and this is such like stupid, like gamery bro um, stuff. Like I don't feel like challenged, you know, but with no, that, cool. having the ATB made me feel challenged. And so like, I liked being like, oh man, I gotta like avoid these hits so I can actually heal. Like, I, I don't know, it's fun. It was, no, it was super me, fun. The like, dot yeah, mm -hmm. I am a big turn-based fan and I'm mm -hmm. a big strategy fan and I can't separate that with action combat. That makes sense, like, yeah. When I have action combat, sure. I wanna just be able to wail on people. And like, that's why I, for not to start an argument, why I love Kingdom Hearts 3 so much is because it's just a uh, like a Dynasty Warriors style Kingdom Hearts game for the most part. And that's why I didn't, that's that why I didn't like, like it. That sounds like I will right? not it like was, it. Yeah, yeah no, you, 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 you press square until they let you press triangle and that's the entire game. And like for some mm. people that just want to see the particle effects and like they want to, you know, go through the different worlds, that's super awesome. But for Final Fantasy VII Remake, what I loved about it was it was almost like um, uh, Devil May Cry in that you had to switch it up to 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 be like yeah, I loved effective because mm -hmm. your, your ATB builds faster mm -hmm when you are that when you when are controlling you are that person yeah mm -hmm. so i was constantly it, cycling it, it, through me too and that's why i i had in normal mode i had like almost no problems i died twice to hell house and that and, and that was mm -hmm. and that was it mm -hmm. and it's also like just speaking of hell house it is fucked up that don corneo uh, in the slums a place where people are like probably homeless he made like yeah. a weapon that is just a house that's <laughs> fucked up but no, i thought <laughs> well, it makes sense it tracks though yeah, right yeah because he's, yeah, he's a fucking asshole he's, a, he's, he's, he's an he's, asshole i yeah. thought that the final fantasy 7 was the first game with multiple playable characters in an action game to make me want to switch characters right because mm -hmm. that was the, the mm -hmm. you could switch characters in final fantasy 15 but there's no point there's absolutely no point I, switching them. In I played as I played as Aerith for probably eighty percent of the time I was able to. Wow, um, I did. I did not. Yeah, I'll Ray of Judgment, I... dude. Ray of Judgment fucking mm. rips. That is the oh, best yeah. best attack in the game for sure. Yeah, it it stacks that stagger mm. bar so quick. And she's like, pacha with it too. Yeah. It's so fucking no, cool. I think I was always like Tifa, and then I would like switch to Barrett if I if I knew his his charge shot was ready and stuff like that but otherwise tifa just seemed to play the most fun for me. i agree she's great you know, she had a great like with, combo with the, system that was like if yeah yeah cool. if i were and, to play and, again and i was playing the unbridled strength on it unbridled and stuff strength and is like, so good especially because it's like the top thing so you just like xx like oh. yeah it was so much fun to play with. it just felt like you were playing a fighting yeah. game almost. She, what it was great what i love about her is you know there, there is, there's those memes of like Cloud has a giant sword, Barrett has a gun attached to him, and it's like then Tifa, and it's like yeah. that meme of the guy that's like putting up his dukes. But it's like you use, um, what is it, like Star Shower or whatever it's, oh, it's yeah. called, Star um, is good. where she like disappears and does like Naruto shit. It's so fucking mm -hmm. cool, and you're like, yeah, that's why she's on the team because she can fucking rip mm -hmm. shit. It's amazing. Yeah, I love that she was the one who did the pull up God. challenge. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Which is another th like the battle system was one thing that I found to for me to be 
pretty like my brain clicked with I it immediately it. and I, I I sympathize with people that had problems with with the battle system but like for me I'm like wow I didn't have like I was challenged for sure but I I never really died other than those two hell's house uh times but the pull-ups were another thing where I don't know if it's like because I played drums or whatever like Jesse might like like resonate with this but like the pull-ups thing like on my second try I did it and I was like cool. I struggled with did the it. last one with the one against uh the last Jules. the last one was the one I yeah yeah I struggled I, that one took me probably 15 minutes 15 20 minutes oh man speaking yeah. of Jules and, the, and just the worst Walmart, part about those those was that like the the loading time mm -hmm. yeah between it if like, you canceled it was like a out minute of loading time yeah if you fucked you up and canceled like, out it's yeah. faster to just just see it yeah. all the way through it literally time wise mm -hmm. is yeah. faster to just keep going than to than to back out and reload but yep. man speaking of jewels and all the wall market stuff i thought like you know the way that they they 2020ified a lot of the like yikesy gender stuff yeah. um in the in the in the original game was so cool mm -hmm. like i love that like like it wasn't as a joke none of it was really as a joke at all um they were all built mm -hmm. into the universe at least this is how i read it um if if you know you know other like if other people read it in a different way that's absolutely valid but for me when i when i played it i was like you know the Oh, what's their name? Um, the person that that gives you the makeover and does Rodan. the dance scene with you. Andrew. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought they were an awesome character. And like seeing them in the gym later, mm -hmm. you were like, you know, this is a person that's respected in the community. They're not just like a like a feared warlord or whatever. And like Jules as well, having like like crazy, like amazing, like mm -hmm. eyebrows and like makeup and stuff and like having more. um traditionally feminine like speech patterns and stuff i thought was like so cool because in a world that is is final fantasy 7 where it's like this kind of equal mix of cyberpunk and steampunk um it, it's it's wholly unique and the characters within that should also be wholly unique if they're not living on earth they should be not like people on earth right and so it's just so heartening to see these cultures where um, th these fake video game cultures where it's like, yeah, gender is not like the same as it is here. Like Cloud doesn't have a problem wearing a dress because it's a dress. Cloud has a problem because Cloud doesn't want to be the center of attention. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. and, and like when Cloud is, I don't think like Aerith is attracted to Cloud other than the scene where she says that she's, uh, he's her bodyguard other than the, f the scene where he uh where cloud is revealed to be in the dress like that look on Aerith <laughs> is like oh oh mm -hmm. oh fuck he's hot you know like <laughs> so yep. it's it was just so cool to see that and be like like fuck yeah because i was so fucking worried about those mm -hmm. scenes and having it be like something where it's like oh my god i'm gonna be embarrassed to say that i played this like i'm we're gonna be seeing you know <laughs> articles about articles tearing this thing down for forever be like rightfully mm -hmm. so because it sucks but speaking of embarrassed I'm so to play glad was good. um who who picked the luxury uh hand massage I couldn't afford I did. it but I wanted to Whoa. I did I, I sold a I, I sold a bunch of shit massage. uh that um, was certainly um a luxury hand something yeah, yeah, it was. It's so, it's so funny because I did the the like poor, the poor man's hand massage. Andrew after that. did that one. I watched um, it. And I was like, Oof. and 
the end result is the same. He acts the same. He acts embarrassed and like woozy, but it's because he's like in pain in the in the in the poor man's one, but in the in the, like the the luxury one, it's because he definitely got some hand <laughs> action in some kind of way. Uh, I thought that was a mm-hmm. wild choice, but I was like, all right, they're they're keeping it quirky. They're doing it. So I guess there's what yep, I mean. It was certainly Madam M like knows. Yeah, Madam M runs a legitimate business, and she knows what the fuck she's doing. So you know what, like. <laughs> I can yeah. buy I can buy that it was literally just a hand massage, but like Madame M just has that fucking energy about her that it would just like clouds I mean, like I have, I have to go cha- I have to go change my pants. Now. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, yeah. God. Well, you know what yeah. that sounds like so, to me. So, well, quick oh, quick question no, before we do before, I, before we okay. do the bit here, yeah, Aaron. Okay. Thank you. At the end of, end of the game, final boss fight, you you have two characters come back and join your party. Who'd you all have? I had Tifa and Barrett. Why oh, had Tifa and Aerith? I didn't even know. Wait, are you guys saying that you didn't have Barrett out there shooting and stuff like during those scenes? No, Barrett. No, no, the no, very like, with the, the, Sephiroth, the Sephiroth, with the Sephiroth fight, fight. The Sephiroth fight. You have one character show up, then you have a second character show I had up. Tifa show Who'd up you have first, show up? And then I had Aerith show up second. I had I had Tifa and then Barrett. I think it was Tifa and Aerith. I don't even remember How? because I didn't even it didn't even register to me that it was a thing. It's I don't based know off what... of like your relationships with them. Oh. So it that, would probably be Tifa because I got the the, I got Tifa's scene, right? And mm-hmm. it would probably be Aerith. I don't know. I, I can't remember, but I think it was Tifa and Aerith because I remember Barrett joining at the end and me thinking like, oh yeah, he was done like shooting at the Harbinger or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um right. I didn't even know that could be different. Oh my god! Yeah, there's a lot that of can shit. Be different. To like, I want to play it again just to get all the other shit. Jess, who'd you have? I haven't finished it. Oh, that's okay. I'm paused. You, I am. You paused. know that. You know the. I spoilers. do. I, yeah, I looked it up. So I am literally paused, sure. and like the it, and I have been paused for four days because I'm at a point in which I cannot save because it's the final battle. But I've just had to work and stuff. <laughs> I've been really busy. Yeah. Uh, so have well, you watched well, anything or just after read it? the fact? I want to know. Yes. Yeah. I, I will let we, you know. We, we I will let know. you know because yeah, I'm I'm like at Sephiroth. Um, so. And I've, and I've watched a bit of it, and I've had, like, a friend who's been playing alongside me. He finished it, and he told me stuff. So that that's kind of it. But And, like, I, I knew the ending. But I have not finished the last little bit. I'm on do the you, Sephiroth battle. Do you do you mind any kind of, like, spoilers oh, no, visually this... about, like, what happens? In, the fucking, like, okay, so at the end where you go through those, like, tubes, just like how you go through in the final fight of uh, Final Fantasy VII, the original where you go to fight um, Sephiroth and it's that like cut scene of him like going through like mm-hmm. this, this weird little tubular wormhole as like- they're Yeah, gonna going through like the it. life stream. He's going and through then, the life And stream. then you see them like, you see Cloud and Sephiroth really far away. And I immediately knew, I was like, we're doing the fucking Omni Slash, mm-hmm. oh my God. And like, it like dollies in and it like flashes to Cloud and flashes Sephiroth. And I was, and like, they do that thing where Cloud is like, doing that ninjutsu shit where he like disappears and like shows up and you like hear his like shoes squeaking on the floor as he's doing the omni slash i was just like i'm being f- i'm being fan serviced but i don't care cuz omni slash is the best fan service they do it in advent <laughs> children too and the whole time i'm just uh, like <laughs> no it's it's um, the like I'm cinematic thing of the cuts in between the white flashes that like i was just like i'm so fucking excited right now right 
Yeah. Like I'm mad, but I understand it because like apparently you couldn't take a screenshot during that section. Yep. When I for like the, the whole game. the whole chapter, you can't you can't record yeah, or take a screenshot. Yeah, they're just like you can't do it, and I'm like, but this would be an amazing background for my computer. <laughs> like, why are you doing this to me right now? Let me take the screenshot. Ugh. What the fuck, man? Such a visually stunning game, and that it that it references the key moments of the original that you that are like the most iconic is so cool. And I they also had like a, um, a like a cinematic director for this that was um, different than what um, Square normally does, I guess. And it you can really see like the quote unquote cinematography oh, yeah. is is like more comedic in moments where like they're talking about cloud dancing and it like cuts to him and he's like, yeah, I nailed it. I know. Thank you. Or whatever. Like, let's stop talking about me part. being in dress and dancing. And again, it's, it's not cause he's embarrassed to be in a dress. It's he's embarrassed to be the center of attention. Mm -hmm. um, yep. It's so fucking, it's uh, so good. This, this game, it's rules. so good. This game rules. It, it's so good. It's so in, good. In summary, final fantasy seven remake. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, you know what that sounds like <laughs> to me, Flipple? Sounds like the end that of the podcast. Like the end of a podcast. <laughs> so uh, uh, if you like what you're listening to, go ahead and like, comment, rate, subscribe, do whatever you can do on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Rate us on iTunes. I think we're on iTunes. Spotify. I don't know if you can comment on Spotify. Uh, any of that other stuff. Um, there's a link to our Discord in the description, so go check that out. Uh, there's a new episode of Scoocast out tomorrow, if I believe, when this is coming out. Uh, there is a new episode of Disney Plus Us on Tuesday, and then go listen to our last episode of RPG and Chill, where Flirple and I talk about gay people in Persona Five and how it sucks. Amen. Which is a very, very, very I'm, was a very different episode for this podcast. <laughs> if you don't want to hear my opinions about uh, Kingdom Hearts Three, you really don't want to hear my Persona opinions. Sure. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Um, so, uh, Jess, can you want to tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Twitter.com. Why am I saying Twitter.com? Like, I don't, I don't know why. I'm, <laughs> Twitter dot, like, I have done dot so net. many podcasts. This is the first time. That's like saying, like, www. HTTP slash. My handle is Jessicogs, J-E-S-S-A-C-O-G-S. I also write for Uppercut, which you can find at uppercutcrit.com on Twitter at uppercutcrit. And we also have a Patreon, also uppercutcrit. And I live on Twitter, so like, yeah, just just drop by. Nice. AOL AOL keyword Tifa. Nate, where can the people find you? Yeah, you can find me at uh, twitter.net <laughs> slash two-headed giant uh, spelled out to not the letter or the not the number two. Um, and uh, you can find me screaming about things that I think are stupid in video games, mostly these days because quarantine has made me into a feral monster. But in general, you can find me at uh, my podcast, the New Entertainment System podcast, where we have a robot that makes uh, prompts to uh, make us design video games. So like a Marvel dating sim or a Contra cooking game or the, the one that's coming up this Monday is a uh, Mario Kart dating sim that uses voice controls, and it's very, very silly and fun. Um, Jess has been on. Um, both of the other folks that are on this podcast will be in the future. Oh, yeah. Um, that is, this, is, this, is a, this is a done deal. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, and 
yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Also, you should go to the Uppercut um, Patreon and sub to that because give Uppercut all of the money. Mm-hmm. They're very, very good. Aww. Um, they dope. It's <laughs> true. Listen, listen. I'm the I'm like the biggest like Cam and I are the biggest Uppercut fanboys there is, uh, and yeah, man. Like this little community of like you know like Scoot Gang and Uppercut and like the stuff that I do and there's other like that nerdy site and all that sort of stuff. It's a cool little like cinematic universe. And so like, if anybody is guesting on any other, any other person's podcast, go check them out because like, we're all buds. We all DM. We all talk about stuff on Twitter. When um, you said, join the conversation. When you said DM, I thought you meant like play D and D together. I was like, whoa! I was not invited to that. <laughs> we're, we're all we're all dungeon masters of our so own what? gamer dungeons. <laughs> I mean, if if Aaron would ever DM for me again, Listen, I just I don't, well, I guess I do have the time now. I guess as a, we all have the time. I have the time now. as a as a teaser. I'm about to DM a uh, a uh, tabletop game podcast that takes place in the um, Fast and Furious oh, no. universe. Yes, <laughs> um, that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. It's 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 fucking batshit, and there are so many cool things about it that I'm very excited to share with people. But uh, that's going to happen in a number of months. But awesome. yeah, well. I want everybody to stay safe. I want everybody to wash their hands. I want you to stay inside. I want you to be healthy. And uh, we all want you to go play some dope video games. Hell yeah. Everybody tweet at Aaron uh, a photo of you washing your hands. <laughs> Please do it. And <laughs> cut. I've cut somewhere. In and here. cut. Yes. Yeah.